Guys, it's that magical time of the year. That magical time of the year where everyone's sick. <laughs> everyone's sick and can barely talk. And uh, we're still going to do a show. Troy's had a baby. Oh my god, it's here. <laughs> Hi, baby. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> it's so nice to see you, baby. Gaga. <laughs> Well, baby, you gotta be quiet. We're having a show right now. Go, okay. Okay. <laughs> I already know his words. Guys, we're gonna talk about. Speaking of magic, we're talking about the most quintessential magic film. Guys, we got Christian Bale. Got Hugh Jackman. That's a huge Jackman. Got it. We got it. That's a huge Ackman. And Christopher Nolan. Triple threat. Remember my name. <laughs> Guys, Doo-doo. we're talking The Prestige. It was a certain person's pick, and we're doing it. And he might be here via my wife's JBL speaker. <laughs> <coughs> oh, no! <laughs> but guys, we'll see. We'll all find out on a very special... Where's the dove? I'm like a bio-disappear edition of the review. Review. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. It's not going to play now. What a stupid piece of shit. You got that fucking music ready? Yeah, I had it ready. (laughs) The fucking thing decided it needs nine different, nine hours to load. Hey, it's me! That was the music I was playing, right? Didn't it sound like it? Yeah, God. Fucking phone. That came right through. That was perfect. Guys, welcome to Review Review, a show where any amount of small town dudes are giving you your big dumb opinions. I am uh, JT3K. I am a raspy as shit, full of coughs and full of... I was going to say something really vulgar there. Good heart, Coach Havens. Full of good heart. (laughs) And guys, we're still trying to fill that chair. Fill that Troy to the Max chair. And today, I think we found someone. And it was the man that gave us this movie to review... Via my wife's JBL speaker that she uses to listen to her music. It's JT. JT, how are you doing? I am outstanding. I am back. I am here. I'm excited. I'm not coughing. I'm not sick. I'm here to entertain the people or be kicked off after one show. I'm not sure. Okay. Stay tuned. We'll see. Will we kick off JT for being terrible at this? Might kick him off for not being (laughs) sick. That's true. Yeah, get sick. Yeah, we're very. Oh, it's better. We're 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 very jealous of your healthiness, so we might just kick you off for that. <laughs> Got it. Get him, Cole. Get him. Show him what it's like. Yeah, come closer, JT. Get over here. Come within my golfing distance. Oh, awesome! My phone is asking how much I like the app that just didn't fucking work. <laughs> How about thumb down? Let's see if the music will play this time. Nope, still won't play. Still don't like it. Well, let's try and figure out 
Let's let's <coughs> let's get some news, shall we? Oh, you got some good news? We got I got some news. I spent a good portion of the week looking up some news. Okay. And guys, I want to talk about a trend going on. Oh. I think all three of us can comment on this trend, and that is wrestling match gender reveal parties. Have you guys been seeing things about this? Yeah. Have I been seeing things? I've had people reaching out to me <laughs> saying, why didn't I jump on this potential business opportunity? Are you, are you, are you going to? Are you going to start setting these up? Stay tuned. Are you investing in blue and pink tr- trunks? Stay tuned. Oh, my God. Don't look in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, there's, there's, there's gold in these there hills. For sure. Especially around here. Uh, the first one I saw of these was during uh, the height of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. And, my God, that thing had millions of views on it. Oh, yeah. And it was full on, like, it was a great fucking match. A couple falsies in there. Oh, yeah. Threw some chairs in there. I'm going to say, like, as it gets more mainstream, I think it's getting lazier. Because I did see one today where all they did was the guy just chokeslammed one of them <coughs> through a table. And then pinned him. Now, that was just the high spot you saw. Maybe it was. Maybe there was a whole big match before that. Yeah. A 20-minute classic where the grandparents just yelling, I just want to know the sex. I don't give a shit who wins. (laughs) I remember when Dick the Bruiser used to do these. (laughs) Yeah. What if they have twins and they go 60 minutes? Oh, my God. They're going Broadway. They go Broadway? Shit. They go Broadway and then they introduce another another blue singlet and they both team up on the. Oh my God! What they if gotta have a, they gotta have a cash in? They gotta have a money in the bank where the oh. twin comes in. Oh, oh my God! Survivor Series. Yes. The amount of survivors depends on how many children you have. And your soul survivor. <laughs> my God! The one that made it out. <laughs> No! <laughs> that makes it sound so bad. Oh Out of the potential children you could have had, you only had two. Here's your strongest sperm! <laughs> wow. See, I'm getting my fucking taglines ready. There you go. <laughs> the winner of the sperm off. Yes! Oh, that just sounds wet. <laughs> <laughs> JT, you investing in this? Uh, I'm already in. Good. There you go. We have it. We let's, got our. We got our business partners. There you go. We're we're live business building on air. That's right. It's happening right now. This is how we. This is how we make our first million. Is it? You gonna spend that in gas, dude? Um. Well, no. I'll check the Patreon. See how much is in there. No, you won't. <laughs> Guys, do you know that Love Actually is 20 years old? You guys watch Love Actually? Never in my life. Cole's never... Not, a, not at all. JG, you've never seen Love Actually? Okay, guys. One of these days, we got to do Love Actually. Ugh. Because I've seen it. Okay. And uh, I think ABC's doing this special 20th anniversary special where they're going back and they're interviewing some of the actors from the movie, expecting it to be very heartfelt, being like, oh, is it this beautiful, lovely movie. We're going to talk to the actors and stuff. I'm going to tell you right now. This movie's batshit insane. Really? Yeah. It's fucking crazy. 
And I love it because they brought on Hugh Grant and Emma Thompson to talk about it, expecting to be like, oh, it was so lovely and I love love and all this stuff. Hugh Grant says that it's psychotic. Jesus. <laughs> and Emma Thompson admits that uh, admits that it was, uh, quote, quite out there when she revisited it after 20 years. Okay. It's fucked up weird. So we have to watch Love Actually one of these days. Love Actually, okay. Yeah. Uh, comedy? Supposed to be. Rom-com? Yeah. Rom-com. Yeah. Okay. It is, uh, it's like a collection of different <clears throat> stories, like, based around Christmas that are all, like, quote-unquote love stories. Okay. But, uh, they're, like, the most insane love stories I've ever seen in your entire life. Sounds good. Like Let's plan on it. Liam Neeson, two weeks after losing his wife, is already hitting on people. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, fuck, I can't remember. But there's like a guy that falls in love with a woman that doesn't speak the same language as. Uh, there's uh, another one where Hugh Grant plays the prime minister and falls for his secretary. Oh. By defending her, by defending her against a uh, very bullish uh, United States president played by Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> There's so many names in this. It, dude, it's stacked. Jesus. It's a fucking stacked movie, but it's fucking insane. Okay, cool. So there you go. One of these days, we gotta do Love Actually. All right, uh, guys, you guys still following Elon Musk on Twitter? <clears throat> Who isn't following that mess? JT, you following Elon Musk on Twitter? I'm following something on Twitter. There's so many freaking Elon Musk things, it seems like I can't not see something about it. Uh, yeah, it's he's insane. Uh, this past week, he put up a tweet showing his, quote, bedside table, and it had four empty Diet Coke cans and two guns. Okay, was that legit? I guess. I don't know. This man's fucking crazy. I saw that he shit. He got a billion looked... ass dollars. He's fucking acting like a weird fuck on Twitter. Ugh. I saw that and I figured it was bullshit. It's got two I... guns though. One looked like a musket. He's trying to get people talking. It's working. There you go. He's so good at it. He's so good at his job. Ugh. Of being fucking weird on Twitter. That's his job, I guess. <laughs> well. Uh, guys, we got Trouble in Paradise. Uh-oh. Trouble in Paradise, guys. Tr tr I wish it was Thunder. Trouble and Thunder in Paradise. Uh, two sitcom icons are having a falling out. No. Yes. <laughs> Candace Cameron Brew and Jody Sweeten from Full House. <gasps> are uh, on the outs. Worry. Oh my god. JT, you okay? I'm okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I couldn't hear you over Cole's cough. <laughs> uh, Believe it. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, apparently, Candace Cameron Brew is uh, very Christian now and has spoken out against the Hallmark Channel because they have uh, had more um, homosexual love stories during this Christmas uh, Hallmark uh, holiday movie season and she has spoken out against this and Jody Sweeten's being like quit being such a bitch about it oh. and now they are they are uh, 
They're at odds. We need we need one of the uncles to step in. Yep. Where's Jesse? Joey. Jo- oh yeah. Joey will make him cut it out. Oh, there it is. I did the I did the finger thing and everything. JT you didn't see that. I'm yeah, sorry. you should have seen it. JT it was great. Yeah, Man. get Joey in there. Can't get Dad in there anymore. He'll get. He'll get. Uh, that's right. Oh Jesus my God. Christ. What? I'm sorry. God. It's Is it soon. though? It's too soon. Was it this year? Was it this year? It was this year, wasn't it? We should do an in memoriam. I think we did it when he first died, but I guess we can do another one. We should do a Chaws in memoriam. Do a Chaws bit for for all the people we've lost this year. <laughs> Chaws in memoriam. <laughs> Wavy Navy Poo. No. <laughs> Harley Jarvis. God. Yeah, that fucking skunk. Ted, that fucking. Uh... <laughs> I hope you fucking die, Harley Jarvis. I hope Harley Jarvis isn't dead. He's probably like three right now. <laughs> oh, I laughed. This is a total side note. I was doing this rock, paper, scissors tournament for my entire fucking middle school today. And, uh. I, <laughs> I was setting up this sixth grade. I don't teach a sixth grader, <coughs> but there's a sixth grader with his first name of Harley. Oh, my. And I just lost it when I was setting up this fucking tournament. God. Because all I could think of was Harley Jarvis. Jesus. I'm a piece of shit, guys. Just for that, I'm going to see if that music map works yet. I bet it doesn't. Your shit's not going to work. Nope. still going to work. God damn it. There goes all the music today. Yeah, it doesn't work. You piece of shit. <coughs> I'm gonna find another one before next week. Cause this is pissing me off. Um, what else we got for news over there, guys? Pete Davidson. Yeah, the man gets man's getting around. Man's a hot commodity. Hot commodity. He's uh, in the bedroom and out. Wined and dined with uh, the likes of Ariana Grande. Ooh. Uh, Kim Kardashian. Kings uh, and Queens, perhaps. Kings and Queens. <laughs> he died uh, on any pork and beans? Now, he's got a new sweetie. Uh-oh. Did you hear about this? No. Uh, Emily Ratajkowski. Do you know who that is? No, but I do know. I know the it name. It is the brunette from Blurred Lines. Nope. That brunette from Blurred Lines. Looking it up as we speak. No, you've seen the Blurred Lines music video, right? Oh, wait a minute. The music video. Yeah. Yes. Oh. That brunette. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Pete? Yep. Give us your secret. Oh, my. Give us your secret, Pete. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh. Pete, why? What are you doing? I mean, like, I want to know how. JT, you're familiar with, uh, with Emily Ratajkowski? Yeah. Yes, I am. Oh, God. The, <laughs> this the. sounds like a man that's really familiar. <laughs> well, if I know JT. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Watch out. Jesus. Gosh. Holy shit. I know, I know he wants it. Oh, God. <laughs> hey. Uh, so, Pete, Godspeed, man. Yeah. Godspeed. Uh, we're still on Leno Watch. Oh, God. He's coming back from his burns. Is he still burnt? He's still burnt, but he came back to the stage just last week. Oh. 
He uh, did a uh, did a uh, stand up comedy bit uh, at the Comedy Magic Club. I guess he goes there regularly to do to do uh, stand up bits. But uh, there's like a photo of him, and he doesn't look terrible. Like he looks a little pink in the face, and that's about it. It looks like a fucking drawing. <laughs> it's like, his face is swollen as shit. It looks like a Pixar fucking movie. But, yeah. I mean, Jay Leno's always had a big-ass head, though. <laughs> no shit. Oh, my God. The man's jowls. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. He's got... <laughs> Jay Leno has been a walking cartoon since he like, I think he's been alive. So. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's so shocked. You like, grew up with the man. He's not I that know, I actually, looking. I actually enjoy Leno, but fuck. <laughs> God, he doesn't age at all. Oh shit. <coughs> uh, Cole. Yeah. Got got us some news about the kids these days. Ah, uh, kids these days. Kids these days. <laughs> That's the theme song. Kids these days. Kids these days. <laughs> Uh, tell me about the kids these days. (laughs) Stop adding to the theme song. (laughs) Got nothing. God damn it. Oh, damn. Uh, got a teenager. Oh, police have uh, taken a teenager in custody for. Confessing to a murder on Instagram by asking for help on how to dispose of the body. Oh my god. That's not funny, but it's hilarious. Come on. Come on, I mean, you know my followers. Come on, chime in. How do you dissolve flesh in a bathtub? Let me know. Oh my god. Kids these days. Kids. Kids these days, huh, JT? That. It's repulsive. <laughs> I think JT might hang up on us. JT, you looking to get into having the kid business here? Am I looking to have a kid? Yeah, you looking to get into that business? Yeah, you're going to try and get pregnant, JT? Uh, you're going to try and junior? 2020 something. Okay. 2020-something. 2020 2020-something. The, gutter, the gutters will be flowing. Oh, oh my god! Shit. Prime those gutters. He's gonna find out how to have men give birth, and then he's gonna put babies in his gutters. Oh I my gotta, god! I gotta Weird. ask my Instagram followers first how we get it done. Oh. I think you should. <laughs> I think that's what—that's the style now. I mean, this this teenager knew how to do it, so I got I got to put a quiz up on my story. That's right. There you go. That's, that's right. how you do it. Hit the link below that's for how you deets. Do it. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. <laughs> Do the thing. Click the bell for pregnancy update. <laughs> Click the bell. <laughs> oh. gotta, do a, gotta do a vlog. Oh gotta do a God. vlog and then take the then show the gutters off at backstage. Holy shit! Get it on the reels. Yeah. You can, you can catch the debut exclusively on High. Oh go. my god! <laughs> Look at that. you got all your fucking social media going. Take your no take your time. gutters coi- take your uh, gutters uh, toy hunting. Oh god! <laughs> what are you looking for? 
I'm looking for uh, Power Rangers and uh, Mortal Kombat, and I'm also pregnant. <laughs> God. Also, baby toys, because I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, you heard it here first. Guys, we got a woman is suing Kraft Heinz Uh-oh. for $5 million. Ketchup too hot? Ketchup wasn't too hot. <laughs> Even worse. Oh, no. She's suing Kraft for $5 million because she says the mac and cheese preparation time isn't as advertised. <laughs> she watched Pepsi Where's My Jet. Oh, she, yep. She, <laughs> they open the floodgates. Yep. They open the floodgates. Oh, fuck. False advertising. Three minutes my ass, Kraft. <laughs> that cheese sauce doesn't get hot enough. You want me eating powder? <laughs> god damn it. The noodles are too hard. Oh my god, I'm going to choke on your hard elbows. <laughs> I'm going to choke on your hard elbows. <laughs> oh, I don't blame her. No Fuck. shit. If I could sue for three million for hard apple <laughs> macaroni, I yeah. would too. I want to save any. I want to save other people the humiliation of choking on a hard elbow. Oh, that shit gets stuck right around your uvula. Oh god, I know, and it's it's misshapen, so he, right, it's not going to slide right down. No, huh? It's not Probably. like a fucking piece of jello. Yeah. It'll hook right onto your uh, your hangy thing. God, give you a collar and elbow back there. Oh my god, shit. Yeah, the elbow gets stuck in your collar. Yeah, that's right. You have a good old collar and elbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Holy fuck, guys! I've been waiting for human interaction for a week. <laughs> <laughs> guys, that's that's all my news. But I do have a bit. Oh, I got one little bit of news. Oh my god! One little bit of Why news. Why are you doing that? I'm gonna see if my music works. You check your music. <laughs> So, have you guys seen Top Gun Maverick? Uh, no, not yet. Neither have I, but good news. It's coming back in theaters. Okay. December 2nd through the 15th. I also saw it's going to be on Paramount Plus. Oh, I didn't know this. It's starting on December 15th. So you can see it in theaters for two weeks. Yeah. Get the full effect or wait till the 15th and check it out on Paramount Plus. Well, fuck yeah. I might go see it in theaters, though, guys. Oh, wow. I, I, every, every, I have not heard a single person that has gone and seen it say it wasn't worth it. Yeah. Every uh, single person has said it was amazing. I know T-Max said that it was good. Yeah. Have you seen it yet there, JT? Negative. Okay. Oh, I think, I think I'm going to go see it. I, I do want to see it. That's for sure. I definitely want to get it in there before our, uh, our uh, end of the year list. Yes. Which, by the way, what you've been watching, fuck, Thanksgiving break, I just sat and watched TV the whole time. Shit. I have so much. Wow. It's going to be a long one. It's going to be a long one. It's going to be a long one. That's my news. Does your music work? JT, uh, you got any see. news? Yeah, I'll break some news. Oh! oh! And, uh... You're Sam, pregnant. If you, Sam, if you like wrestling, make sure to tune in. Uh, oh, Sam, hell yeah! Sam, open your ears. Uh, tonight on AEW... We had MJF debut the Triple B. Triple B? Triple B. That's right. The new custom 
Big Burberry belt. AEW oh. championship. Oh, wow. wow. That's that's nice. Fucking Burberry. Let me look at this shit. God damn it. It's got to be online. Is it, it's it's, it it's got to be on Twitter, right? It's got to be on Twitter. I think I saw it on Instagram. I'm sure it's on Twitter. Let's see this big Burberry thing. Holy shit. You got First it? First of all, Jake Cargill. My God. <coughs> Holy shit. I bet. I'm just staring at Jade Cargill right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, good Lord. I'm just seeing a lot of Jade Cargill. Uh, okay. <laughs> they shouldn't have debuted the belt on a show that Jade Cargill is going to be on clearly. Good God. Oh, there it is. There's the Burberry belt. Let's see it. Oh, that is nice. Oh, that is nice. It's got that Burberry pattern to it. Shit. I saw that MJF turn on Regal, too. You know, so Burberry brings back memories. Uh, I used to work at Nordstrom for six years. That is the most overpriced fucking bullshit shit in the world. <laughs> Holy shit. We would do, like, Burberry, like, kids' clothes. I would do, like, six-month-old onesies yeah. for Burberry. Yeah. We're, like, sixty nine ninety nine. Jesus. Yeah. But on that belt, it looks beautiful. Right on. I'm good, just, good news, JT, because I know Sam loves to hear it. <laughs> Perfect. If there's one thing I can uh, contribute to this, it's... A Canadian being pissed off at me. That is perfect. Love it. Fantastic. And I got I gotta turn off Twitter because I'm just seeing nothing but photos of Jade Cargill. Yeah, easy over there. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, guys, put it away. We do have a bit though. Oh, we do. We do have a bit. I gotta pull this up. And uh, fuck, I forgot to check to see if the music works. <laughs> let's see if uh, let's see if this works. For, uh... Oh my god, here we go! Oh. Glad we got this to work. I feel bad to talk about a death without the Neil's Bits theme. Alright, well thank you, Neil. That was long, but... It actually helped because now I know that the music works. <laughs> for now. <laughs> it's for now. Guys, passing away at age 66. Oh, I saw this one. Clarence Gilliard. Yep. Uh, the thing I know him from the most is he was that rapscallion Theo in Die Hard. You know what I know him from the most? <laughs> Uh, I'm just not even going to play it because I know you're going to play it. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know exactly what you know from the most. You do? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows that classic theme song. You're damn right. The classic Walker, Texas Ranger yeah. theme song. <laughs> yes. Classic. Everyone God. knows it. <clears throat> what was his name on there? I don't even know. I don't know. 
Man, but I, I don't want to sound racist, but I just knew him as the black guy. No, you're right, Texas though. Ranger. You're right. And there's, yeah. Um, but I was surprised. Like, I, didn't, I had no idea that he was also Theo in Die Hard. Like, I, I never put it together that he was also Theo in Die Hard. Now that I see a picture of him, I can see that, yeah. though. Um, he was James Trevett. James Trevett? <laughs> yes. Should we look at the Walker Texas Ranger cast list quick? Oh fuck! Oh, we got it now. I mean, we just just some names on there. I right? bet there's some names on here that are amazing. Um. Okay. Of course, Walker was Cordell Walker. Cord. His first name is Cordell. Cordell. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um. <coughs> Cordell Walker. Yep. Clarence Gilliard was James Trevett. We have the former Texas Ranger. I can't Texas get over Ranger. that Walker's first name is Cordell. Oh, yeah. Uh, the former Texas Ranger and the bar owner, played by Gaylard Sartain, was C.D. Parker. C.D. Parker. Walker's uncle was Raymond Firewalker. Raymond Firewalker? Is he part Is he part Native American? I think, he, I think he is. Um, and that's actually where it ends. There's no uh, more good ones. There was a chick in there, though, wasn't there? Like, well, there's she- a few. They're, I mean, they're just not they're not fun names. There's Alexandra Cahill. There's Trent Malloy. Carlos Sandoval. Okay. Yeah, they, they, those aren't fun. Nia Peoples. But Let's no. Say, the best one is Cordell I want to say Austin had a regular role in there, but no, he was on uh, Nash Bridges. He was. What was his? Didn't he have like a fucking, fuck. fucking name in Nash Bridges? What was that? Um, <laughs> it was like... Not Nash Brushes. Ah, oh, shit. Nash Brushes. I remember like, there was like talks about like giving him like his own spinoff series. Um, Jake Cage. Jake Cage! Yes! God. He looks like a Jake Cage. <laughs> Fuck. But yeah, uh, rest in peace. <laughs> that guy God from Walker. Shit, I better look it up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to. I don't want to leave it. Like, yeah, that guy. <laughs> Clarence Gilliard. There we go. Oh fuck! God, what the fuck was Walker's first name again? That Cordell. Was Cordell. Cordell Walker. I. I'm going to lose sleep over that tonight. Cordell. Ran the whole length of the 90s. 93 to 2002. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Our formative years, guys. JT, did you know that Walker's first name was Cordell? 100% no. He sounds... Cordell Walker sounds blacker than black. (laughs) Yeah. Does anybody remember the full impact pro superstar Vordell Walker? (laughs) Oh my God. Right? Did Vordell Walker name himself after Cordell Walker, Walker? Texas Ranger Cordell Walker? <laughs> it makes too much sense. My God. Cordell, Vordell, Walker. Cordell! Walker. What is the origin of the name Cordell? I don't know. I don't know. All right, Chuck. So here's the show. You're going to be a Walker, a Texas Ranger Walker, and your name's Cordell. <laughs> <laughs> How do I just call me Walker? That's fine. And then he'd say, We're still going to put in the credits at your first name. <laughs> <laughs>
That's what he's saying. Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Classic Cordell. Classic Cordell. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I did actually watch a few trailers. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, they did finally put out a trailer for a movie that I can't wait to see coming out next year. A movie called Cocaine Bear. I did not see this, but I heard a lot about it. Holy shit. It looks so fun. It's a comedy, right? It's like a it's like a B movie type. It there's definitely looks like there's some comedy to it, but it's it's insane. Okay. Alright. It's basically just people encountering a bear that's ingested a shit ton of cocaine in the woods and it is it is it, fucking hilarious. Sweet. There was like one part where this uh, daughter and mother are stuck in a tree. And then she's like, oh, they can't climb trees. And then it starts climbing up the tree after them. And then there's a guy on the, on another tree right next to him that like uh, like shakes a little bit. And then some cocaine comes out. And the bear runs down the tree and then goes right up the other tree very fast. <laughs> Oh, it's good. <laughs> oh shit. Cocaine bear. Cocaine bear. It looks fucking it looks fun as shit. All I right. can't I can't wait to see it. When's it come out? Uh February. Okay. February. And then uh they put out a new trailer for the uh Super Mario Brothers movie that's coming out. I heard Donkey Kong was in Donkey this. Donkey Kong's in it. He looks badass. Um Yeah, I I'm I'm pretty pumped for it because it looks like it really kind of encompasses like the feel of like a Ma- of Mario Brothers. Okay. Like they they do a lot. They even uh incorporate uh go-karts in it too. Oh, nice. Looks badass. Like it looks like they like like they take a little ride on the Rainbow Road. Nice. Which is yeah. That's getting me pumped. There's I'm not fully sold on it yet because it's fucking Illumination and their track record's very hit and miss, but it looks like they really got the look and kind of the feel of uh, of Mario Brothers in it. Cool. You guys big Mario fans, like, playing it back in the day? Oh, yeah. My, uh... My brother, he had, uh... Like, the regular Nintendo. Hell so yeah. I always played, like, the Super Mario Brothers that came with, like, the console. So, yeah, I played that all the time. And, What's your uh, favorite Mario of all time? Man... JT, big Mario guy. Uh, I've enjoyed Mario. I don't think I've. I think I think Mario pissed me off at such a young age because it seemed like it was so fucking hard that as I played more Mario games, they just pissed me off more because they were just as hard, if not harder. Okay, I can see that. I can absolutely see that. I think my favorite Mario, Super Mario Brothers, for the Super Nintendo. Okay, is that the one where you can become a raccoon? Yes, I loved. For some reason, anytime I went to a, my friend's house and they had like the the Super Mario Brothers, I think it's three. I think three might be the raccoon. Actually, now yeah. that I think about it, I think yeah. that's three. And uh, yeah, if they had the one with the raccoon, I was one hundred percent on board. Yep, yep. I oh, needed to play Super it. Mario World. I think was what the one for Super Nintendo. Okay. Yes, but three's great. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And those are fun too because then you can do like the like the whole map and shit where you can, like you can cross. You can, like, go back and play levels that you love to play before, and then you make your way through, like, this map to get yep. different to do different levels as opposed to, like, just, like, 
going right down the line. Two, two is fucking weird. Mm. Where you like climb the beanstalks. Weird transition time. Yeah. yeah. Two's is that the one up. where you like had to squat on beats to throw them at people? Yep. <laughs> two's fucking weird. It's really weird. Oh, oh, pisses me off. Jesus, it's getting hot just thinking about it. God, it's not the beer. <laughs> These bubbles are keeping me nice and cool. Good. This Christmas ale is getting me fucking drunk. This antioxidant sparkling water that boosts and energizes and restores balance. Wow, I'm so happy for you. Uh, but yeah, Mario Brothers looks like a good flick. Cocaine Bear looks like an amazing flick. Cool. Got some good movies coming out next year. 2023 going to be a good year? I hope so. 2022 has been a good year. 2022 has been a great movies. year. JT, you seen any good movies this year? <coughs> uh, I think I have seen a lot of good movies this year. Uh, this uh, while back, I know that was the first time I actually went back, I feel like, into a movie theater finally. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's been some pretty good movies this year. I, I haven't been as like on the edge of my seat on having to go and see movies, but I think a lot of the stuff that has released to a lot of the on-demand streaming stuff. I think there's plenty of times where I've dropped a couple bucks to rent some at home to see what all the hype was about. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah, I, I feel like even, like, especially now, like, I feel like COVID's changed a lot of stuff up now where, like, a lot of uh, newer flicks are being released on streaming services at, like, a, a better pace. Like, I saw, like, that Bullet Train's coming to Netflix, I think, uh, this Saturday. Oh wow! And that was oh. and that was really fun. Sweet, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like twenty twenty two is like the first year since COVID where I feel like everything's really like this is really good. We should uh, have our fans write in their top five of the year. That's right for the That's month right. of December. Just send them in. Sure, yeah, because we got our uh, our best of our uh, best of coming up at the end of the year. Uh, I know I got my list made out already, Cole. I don't know if you're doing ten or five. I, I always do 10. 10? Okay. Well, you'll find out later. I watched a few uh, that All right. I need to I needed to watch in order to throw in my top 10. Gotcha. So. And then we, we, do have a, we do have some coming up pretty soon for our, what we missed in 2022. Okay. Our first one coming up next week. Which I meant to watch, but I haven't. But I know what it is. And I, I know wait. what it is, too. We'll, we'll, we'll let you know at the end of the show. Yes. But there you go. Good movies. Good trailers. Good uh, shit. Guys, got some mail. Okay. We have some mail. Uh, sh- should I dare try and see if I can do the mail screen? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> if you can't, you gotta do it live. Ah, uh, shit. Or we make JT do it live. Oh, yes. Yeah, times two. <laughs> times two. Uh, let's see. Mail screen. Oh! Uh, it worked once. Mail screen. Times one. <laughs> Always one times tonight. one. Times one tonight. That's all I could get. Anything times itself is itself. So times one. There you go. Uh, let me pull up the mail here. Uh, oh, here we go. Okay. We got how many? How much we got? We got quite a bit of mail. Two. We just got two. Two. Okay. All we right. just got two. Two. Um, Hopefully that fucking black scorpion stays away this week. Yeah. Fuck that black scorpion, man. Yeah, what the fuck was that last week? Yeah. He was trying to steal the pink scorpion's 
catchphrase too. Did he do a sting sting? He tried to do a sting sting. Oh, it was not. God. It was not the I, same. I heard one or two sting stings last week, and I got a text message from the Pink Scorpion. Yeah. No, Wait, you got a direct line with the Pink Scorpion? Of course he does. He always talks to him for us. JT. What? I I, I guess I forgot. I forgot that you had a direct line of communication with the Pink Scorpion. Oh, absolutely. We go way back. Oh, yeah. Oh, the hot sands of northern New Mexico? Oh, yeah. We, we <laughs> once ran into each other at a Ricky Morton seminar. Oh, oh Ricky brother, Morton brother, seminar. Brother, brother, brother. Wow. Oh, man. That sounds about yeah. right. <laughs> Rick, Ricky, Ricky was trying to show Pink Scorpion a top wrist lock, and, it, and he was just like, sting, sting, Ricky, Ricky. I- <laughs> God, you got him down so good. Wow. That was a pretty good impression of Holy Pink Scorpion. Shit. Yeah, oh. if you sit around somebody long enough, you can pretty much imitate them like no other. Okay, I, I can believe that. I bet Robert was there too, but he didn't know which way to look, so. Oh, Jesus. Robert was staring at the wall. He thought a match was going on. Well, he was halfway staring at the wall. <laughs> he thought a match was going on. He was watching the match, but he's also watching the wall, so. <laughs> <laughs> he was waiting for the hot tag, and that shit never came. Oh, shit. God damn it. Oh, my God. Poor Robert. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Robert. Oh, shit. Oh, what do you got over there for mail there, JT? Well. Two JTs. Jesus, weird. That's right. That's right. I got, I'll, 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 I'll be JT2 for tonight in honor of our guests. <laughs> uh, first bit of mail. Titled, All Pie, All pie Crust is Not... Created equal. Oh, what is this? From uh, former host of the show, Troy the Max. Oh, he writes. Yes, he okay. does write. He does write. He just had a child two days ago. By the way, congratulations. Congratulations. Troy. Yes. I'm ready to see this baby whenever you shall open your doors to the public. They uh, they just posted a photo of them uh, bringing her home today, and she. I commented that she already has a disappointed Terry face. <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> I saw that picture too. <laughs> oh, uh, and he writes, To the comment that the notorious H.O.P. That was Hopper last week. Oh, Hop, I forgot he was there. Connor Hop. Oh. Made about pie crust on the last show. No. Not all pie crusts are the same. If all of you buy at the store, or if all you buy are the store-bought pie t- pie crusts, you might as well enjoy them from the trash because you're human garbage. Ooh, these are fighting Man. words. What are your thoughts on pie crusts, there, JT? Well, as you know, myself and Troy both love the Great British Baking. That is true. So we appreciate a good from scratch crust. Yeah, you, Man. you guys probably only eat fresh pie crust in the fear of Paul Hollywood coming in through your bedroom door and slitting your throat. Oh, yes, absolutely. I wait for the Paul Hollywood stare or no stare <laughs> at all. I have heard JT only eats fresh pie. God. WWF The Music Volume 5. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What a batshit fucking song. <laughs> you know what? In the middle of this, I'm going to start playing the rock pie. Yes! Listen to this, listen to this horseshit song. Wait, you say you're going to play it, but are you? Is it going to work? It's not going to work. Well, Spotify still works. Oh, Spotify still works. Okay. Good. Yeah. 
This is a great fucking song to play in the background while talking about fresh pie. All right, we got to listen to this. Where the fuck is it? There it is. Pie by The Rock. (laughs) Featuring Jim Johnston and Slick Rick. What? Song's fucking insane. It's tough to be the rock. No, 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 no. Shut your mouth. No, no. It really is. What the fuck? You remember this song? I do. I totally do. We gotta at least make it to the part where uh, he fucks a farmer's daughter. (laughs) Oh my god. He likes to kick back and have a slice of that. Welcome to Rick's Bakery. Can I help? Wait a minute. What's the champ in the house? What's happening? Oh, hey, how you doing, guy? You got to take a picture for you. Oh, the Rock don't want to take pictures. The Rock just wants a piece of pie. This is a fucking song. Oh, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, Slick, it doesn't matter what type of pie you have. Let the Rock tell you a little story. Did the Rock actually walk into a bakery expecting him to serve him vagina? I forgot about the Chinese neighbor where they just go into a gong sound. Oh my god. Holy shit. WWE in the mid-2000s was a weird fucking place. <laughs> early 2000s for that one. You're a powerful force in your company if you're if they're making songs where you're talking about banging an entire family in a house. Jesus Anyways, Christ. That was something. Anyways, Troy's email goes on. <laughs> Not only are you missing out on delicious, buttery, flaky goodness, you're probably also a racist. Jesus, Troy! Holy shit! And when you forget to add pie weights to par to par bake? Par bake? Pre bake? Sure, yeah, probably pre bake. Troy! Learn how to Proofread these damn emails, Troy. Before you... Uh, you forget to add pie weights to, I guess, pre-bake your crust, and all you see is a disaster slumped in the pie dish. It is your duty duty to society to remake those at 9 p.m. So I'm guessing that's what Troy did for Thanksgiving. <laughs> My God. Uh, with that being said, I did make a delicious pumpkin and a divine bourbon pecan pie that night. Just me, all by myself, enjoying the quiet and the radiant smells coming from my oven, all while sipping on fridge wine like it's my job. Oh, that fucking Franzia. Troy. That sounds that sounds like a wonderful evening. It does, actually. Sounds like a wonderful evening. Uh, that sounds like something uh, The Rock would have something to say about. No, it doesn't! <laughs> oh, The Rock is going to tell you again. <laughs> it's, it's tough to be The Rock. No! 
Wait. All you jabronis in the locker room, you can all come kiss the rock back. <laughs> God damn it. The song fucking sucks, Rock. Was that the same as fucking Rikishi's song? Oh, God. We got to pull, pull a lass on it oh, at some point. Throw it too. in at some point. Throw, throw it, throw it, it some in at some point. We'll, we'll, we'll end the show uh, talking over Put a Little Ass on it. Classic Bucky on the Touch Tunes. Put a Little oh, Ass dude. on it. I've, I've introduced so many bars to Put a Little Ass on so it. So many shows. backwoods country bars. Yeah. And there's like, like there's people be like, oh, wow, who's this artist? And it's like, it's Rikishi. It's a 400-pound Samoan 400 wrestler. 400-pound Samoan wrestler who, who, who's singing about putting a little ass on it like a baby. You piece of shit. <laughs> Uh, Troy goes on. <laughs> also, just need to say this again. Do not have the cancer. I really feel like I should put that out there. Uh, well, now that I have that all off my chest, all I have to wait for is another baby. If you don't hear from me, it's because of that. Also, send help in form of drinks. Sent from work on the slowest Black Friday of my life, T-Max. All right. He needs right. drinks. He does need drinks. Oh. We'll have to drop off a growl or something for him. We should. He did stop up and see me last Wednesday. Yeah. With the father-in-law. Oh, nice. Then he stopped up and saw me on Sunday, literally 24 hours out from having a baby. Wow. Yes. I'm sure he needed the drink. Ah, uh, he did. He did. <laughs> um, he did. Well, uh, Troy, there you go. Congratulations on the child. Hope all is well. And, yeah. Uh, also, take care of that cancer. Yeah, please do. Maybe I shouldn't share those Maker's Mark bourbon cigars with you <laughs> when you have intestinal cancer. <laughs> it's maybe not <laughs> maybe not the best call. God. Uh, next up, who is it this time? Sent to us by Rita down the Streeta. Oh, Rita down the Streeta. Rita down the street. Uh. JT, you still haven't met Rita, have you? I have seen pictures. I've seen videos. I have read messages. And that's hopefully about as far as it ever goes. Thank God. You yeah. feel like you know her too much, don't you're, you? Uh, you're a lucky man. You I, feel like, I feel like I should block myself from all social media whenever I see her. <laughs> wow. wow. This man gets it. That's right. You're smart. He you're is. smart. You're smart. smart. Smart energy. Uh, hey, what's up, guys? Whoever the hell is even there, JT's talk about you. Unbelievable! What a bitch! That's right, total bitch. Just have to say that I was pleasantly surprised at the grades for Treasure Island. That movie is near and dear to my heart. Fuck the oldest man alive, though. He was just mad that Long John Old Barbecue himself didn't ask him to be a part of his Dangerous Nights crew. <laughs> Anyway, I'm super pumped for this week. The Prestige is one of my favorite movies ever. Who would have thunk there'd be two C. Bale movies in these picks? That was that was a pretty uh, lucky lucky strike. There. That's true. Christian Bale, all about all about our fans. Our fans love Christian Bale. Uh, solid over 15 years apart. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Easy, Christian Bale here in studio. Christian Bale. Christian Bale, get out of my house. It's bullshit! Get out of my house, Christian! Good for you! No, stop it! Leave! Christian Bale, come on! We're doing movies... 
We're doing movies about you. Why are you so mad? You say me rub down your lights! Now <laughs> get out of here! Christian Bale. Quit help quit fucking running down our help. Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. We got a good crew that sets up this podcast. Yeah. Okay? Damn it. Me and Cole's house. <laughs> yes. With my son passed out on the couch over there. Uh she goes on. Oh, why? Okay, well, I'm over it now. Can't wait to listen. Still miss Troy, but can we just talk about how freaking beautiful his baby is? Shaw can't wait to get her claws on that kid. Okay, see ya. Oh. Love always, Skeets. XO uh, Magic Wand, XO Magic Wand, XO Magic Wand. I call three X's. What? What? JT, what'd you say? Hold on, Cole, what'd you just call? I call three X's. Oh. Alright, I'm gonna call the magic wand to make her. Oh, shit. Oh, to make her disappear, he says. Oh! Well done. Well done. Good call, JT. Uh, She continues Sent from my classic couch where I'm watching my whole family fake murder each other with play guns while I ignore them all. Oh. Classic jaw. Fake guns. Classic jaw. Fake guns, I guess. Oh, well, maybe she'll get the real one. Yeah. For anything, for anything, she probably considers fake guns as real guns without the bullets in them. <laughs> I would imagine so. They're fake because the real bullets aren't in them. Oh, good point. Good point. Uh, good shit. There you go. Good shit. There, yeah, there's uh, there's all of our all of our mail, <coughs> which means we are at the tournament of random movies, guys. It is the last first round match. This is monumental. 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 For last first round match for the tournament of movies. 19. Uh, let's see what our matchup was last week. Last week we had... Uh, let's see here. Last week we had Ford v. Ferrari. That's right. Versus Interstellar. I voted Interstellar. On a, on a show... Where we had, where we are going to review a Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan movie. It is a Christian Bale movie versus a Christopher Nolan movie. Okay. Uh, JT, what did you, what did you, uh, what did you pick? I believe I picked Interstellar. Wow, two Interstellars. Two Interstellars. Um, I might have done Ford v Ferrari. In all honesty. Really? I don't know. I want. I wouldn't mind seeing it again. I've never seen it. It doesn't even sound interesting to me. Don't like cars? Not a big car guy. All right. Well, winning with 79% of the vote. So it was a it was a blowout. A pretty resounding win. Interstellar takes it. Okay. Interstellar moving on. Joining the likes of... Uh, let me get this up here. Joining the likes of... The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Wally, Labyrinth, Looney Tunes Back in Action, The Birds, and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. All right. So we're moving on now? Moving on. Our last first round match. Oh, here we go. After this, we will know all the movies in the review review turnaround movies 19. We have a movie from 2009, which is stop motion animation and kind of centers around a pretty crazy experience that a young girl's having and a movie from 1985 that centers on a uh, children's 
TV star. Oh, God. 1985 children's TV star. Any uh, any ideas there, JT? Uh, is the 2009 movie Coraline? It is Coraline. That was 2009? 2009 Coraline. I feel like that's much old. Okay. Oh, wow. 85 children's TV star? Yeah. That's what the movie's about? Yeah. Well, yeah, well, he's the main star. God, I, I don't know. No clue. Uh, it is Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Large Marge. Large Marge. Oh, no. So Coraline versus Pee-wee's Big Adventure. You guys got picks for this one? Yep. You, you going Pee-wee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, <laughs> I'm a Paul Rubens guy. You son of a bitch. Ever since you got <laughs> caught jerking off in the theater, you've been... He just turned me then. <laughs> He's doing what I want to do. I just got him. Oh, shit. JT, you got a pick for next week? Absolutely. We got to get Large March through. God, yes. We got to get Large March through. JT for Large March 2022. Well, so there you have it. All the movies are in place. So, guys, I know you guys want Pee-wee to move through next week. Yeah. You guys got an all-around favorite. Yes. What, what, what's yours, Cole? Am I going to give it away? You want to give it away now? Yeah, I do. Give it away, give it away now? I'm going I'm to red hot chili pepper it right now. Oh, shit. Good, bad, and the ugly. Good, bad, and the ugly. Wow. One of my favorites. Really? Yep. I, you know, I've never seen Good in the Bag and the Ugly. Really? No. Oh, one of my favorites, man. I, I, and I'm not a Western guy, but that movie makes me a Western fan. Really? Yes. Huh. I'm really, I'm really hope that it, that it, uh, might be one of the ones that wins. That's a good one. JT, you got, you got a favorite? Uh, yeah. My favorite is actually a movie that I first saw just this year, and that is Wall-E. Wow, Wall-E. Oh, I've never seen it. Wall, dude, Wall-E's good. Okay. Wall-E is good. Can you read out the list one more time? Do you have it in front of you? Uh, we got Tucker and Dale versus Evil. We got The Birds. We got Looney Tunes back in action. Got Labyrinth. Got Wally. Got The Good, The Man, The Ugly. Interstellar. Coraline. And Pee Wee's Big Adventure. See, for me, it's a toss up between Birds and Good, Bad, and The Ugly. Wow. You're a 60s man. I am. You love them 60s flicks. I love them 60s flicks. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's, uh,. I think it's got a lot of uh, diversity. Yeah. We're hitting a lot of different <clears throat> genres. Gen- genres. 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 You know what else I love about the 60s? Yeah. Oh, I already hurt Cole. Oh, God. Oh, no. You talk like Malena Dietrich. But we need to hear the wrestling equivalent to that song. Wait. No! Oh, 
Chinese. Rock, you're gonna get canceled for yeah, this. Let's hear it. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Oh yeah! Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> How the fuck was that made? <clears throat> Holy shit! How is he the most paid fucking man in Hollywood right now? God! Amazing! Wow! We just, we're going to make it happen. We we just canceled got the Rock canceled. 2023. <laughs> we just got the Rock, we just canceled Black Adam. We canceled Black Adam. God. Yep. Holy shit. He's done. <laughs> God, I totally forgot that they, that he speaks Chinese. God. We have, we have stung the Scorpion King. Holy fuck, that is bad. <laughs> <laughs> God, I... <laughs> it was like slowly washing over me like I was like oh fuck oh. I forgot that he quote unquote speaks Chinese in this oh, oh my god amazing amazing Dwayne Johnson's getting cancelled yep. he's gonna come for me He'd probably kill me in my sleep <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> it's not like you're chugging over there I got fucking train. <laughs> Choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> Throw coal in. Choo choo. Guys. Uh. That's it. We're at the we're at the top of the hour. You never said start it. I guess I didn't. No. But we're, we're off our close. game. We're pretty close. Are we? Hour two so far well, according to my shit. To my uh That might have been our perfect one, but you didn't do it. Might have been. Yeah, well, Troy, you gotta come back. That's right. Earlier than expected. Gotta come back earlier than expected. Just bring the baby. Just bring the babe. Yeah, bring the babe. Bring the babe. Let her suck on your teeth. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> JT's working on getting pregnant so he can... He follow, can uh, follow his Insta. He can, follow his Insta. Oh, uh, fuck. Guys, we got coming, out, coming out October 20th. 2006. Ooh. The Prestige came out to theaters with a budget of $40 million. Okay. Uh, domestically brought in $53,089,892. <coughs> so a little over the budget. That was just domestic, though. That was domestic. Worldwide, $109 million. All right. Success. Success. Rotten Tomatoes gives us a 76%. Metacritic gives it a 66. Uh, IMDb, 8.5 out of 10. And a Popery of Vestiges gives this movie a 9.5. I don't like Popery. You don't like Popery? Nah, too floral. You a Popery fan over there, JT? Uh, no. All right. Not a lot of Popery fans. You got the here. October 20th song? I do. 
I do. I will uh, pull it up. Do you got? You have any uh, clue what you think it is? I'm gonna say pussycat dolls. Pussycat dolls. That's eh, not a bad guess. Buttons. Loosen up my buttons. Loosen up my. Loosen up my buttons. <laughs> loosen up my buttons. Lo- loosen up my buttons now. Uh, JT, you got any ideas? Hmm. Is it a Maroon Five song? It's not a Maroon Five song. That is also a good guess. Not a Maroon Five song. In fact. He shares our initials, JT. Justin Timberlake. Oh! He's bringing it back! He's gonna bring that sexy back. Shit! Should've known. I was out of high school when the sun came out? Fuck. Yeah. The one thing I remember the most from this song is your mom, Cole. Anytime the song came up on the radio, she would only say the yas. Really? Yes! I don't remember this at all! I remember that all the time! They would just, like, the song be blasting on the radio and she'd just be like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> she would only sing the yas! It would fuck, I would lose my mind Amazing. every time she would do it. No shit! Yeah! Oh, that's a great memory. It's my favorite thing about this song. Every yeah. time I hear it, I just wait for the yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember more sure the car's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. I, I can picture that. Oh, this is a good song, too. JT, why haven't you used this for music yet? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Good song. Good song. So, uh, so JT, since this is your pick, and uh, I want to know from you, from the horse's mouth itself, what happens in the prestige. Well, you know what? I'm gonna do just what I did last year. I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull up for you directly off of Voodoo. Oh! I'm gonna read you the synopsis and try to make you as intrigued as possible about this. I don't know how you do the Voodoo that you do. Only if you read it like Papa Shango. No. I'm gonna. Do you want? Hold on. Do you want? Me Please to don't try to say it in Chinese. <laughs> Do you want me to channel my inner pink scorpion? Oh, oh wow! Could you could you get the pink scorpion on to say it for us? Hold on, let hold on. Let me try to dial in real quick and see if I dial can... into northern New Mexico and see if he's around. <laughs> now remember, they're a couple hours behind us. Okay, I I got a text back. Oh okay. good. He's gonna he's gonna call in. Hold on. Oh awesome! All right. Oh my god, guys. Hold on. Let me accept this call real quick. Oh, good. He's already. Wow. Hey, how, how, am I in? Oh, my oh, God. The pink, pink scorpion? The pink scorpion. Oh, yeah. Same thing, baby. Oh, oh, my God. The pink scorpion. Pink scorpion. I am so honored to have you on our podcast. Thank you. Wow. Oh, no problem. Stinky winky all night, baby. Think what? Stinky winky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. That works. Is that a New Mexico thing? No, 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 baby. That's uh, that's something that Ricky Ricky taught me. Oh, you mean Ricky Morris? Oh, yeah. Stinky Winky. 
<laughs> I bet he did a lot of stinky winking back in the 80s. <laughs> uh, oh, Pink, yeah. Pink Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Me, me and Ricky, we're hanging out. I said, get Robert out of here. He can't help us at all. <laughs> you telling Ricky how to run his shit? Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> Tell Ricky how to run his shit. Are you the new rock and roll? <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. See, see if, I, if I would have had my way, we would have been the Pink and Wink Express. Oh, oh my, my Pink God. and Wink Express. <laughs> oh, I bet you wow. would. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, uh, Pink Scorpion, I didn't know this, but I guess you're a big prestige fan. Oh, yes. Anytime that JT sees a good movie, he always sends me the link to that. Oh, so I, I hope he's not pirating. No, no, I buy my shit. Oh, you buy? Okay, good. Well, Pink Scorpion, what is the plot to The Prestige? <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> let me clean my voice. Okay. Clean so, it? Clean it? Yes, yes, absolutely. Cole's over here coughing. Already <laughs> I'm sorry, Pink Scorpion. Okay, okay, okay. So, two young, passionate magicians, Robert Angier, a charismatic showman, and Alfred Bourdain, a gifted illusionist, are friends and partners until one fateful night when their biggest trick goes horribly wrong. Now, the bitter of enemies, they will stop at nothing to learn each other's secrets. Oh, as God. the rivalry escalates into total obsession, oh. full of deceit and sabotage, Ooh. they risk everything to become the greatest magician of all time. But nothing as it seems. So watch closely and prepare to watch it again and again. Wow. Well done. My God, Pink Scorpion. I, I've seen it already. I'm hooked again. I want to go back and watch it again, a Pink Scorpion. <coughs> wow, you really know how to draw on an audience. Can I have some of that Patreon money now? No. No. I need my, I need my gas money. <laughs> uh, okay, I gotta go. Oh, oh Pink uh, Scorpion, okay. call it again! Pink, come on, unreal. Oh, oh man, gosh. he really just, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't like the spotlight, does he? He doesn't. He, he likes to come into a room, take over all the attention, but if you don't, if you don't give him everything he wants, he just he dips out. He goes to the next bunch of people. Oh, where's he going next? You know? Uh, I don't know. I thought I've heard some rumblings. He keeps hanging out with a guy that's got a a, a trunk full of something. I don't. Oh wanna... shit! Oh, get out of here! I'm worried. <laughs> Red cooler. <laughs> oh no! Pink scorpion and red cooler. <clears throat> that's a fucking match made in hell. If there's one thing I know, you don't want to mix pink and red. Ooh. Good point. Good point. My God. Point. So, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up to you, JT, is that this is probably the just the the second or third movie I think that you've uh, suggested to us, and I'm seeing a pattern where I think you are a big fan of period piece films. <laughs> well, I so I don't know what it is. As we get deeper into this conversation, I thought about this a lot today, and I know last year, um, I know I was extremely 
and still am extremely passionate about the Patriots. Yeah. I, I, I know it didn't get an A-plus from everybody, um, but there's, I don't know, I think there's just something about certain movies that hook me in. I want to say it's more towards the story than it is the actual visuals of it, but I don't mind a movie that's set in a different time period. I like something that's well done from a different period. Yeah. I know, like, I was... I was listening back to an old show today, and I was listening back to Almost Heroes, which is a movie you also brought up for us to watch. Oh, shit, I forgot (laughs) I brought that one up. Which is also a movie that takes place in the 1700s, and now... now, That fucking movie. Here's a a movie from uh, the uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, where, uh, especially watching this, I was like, I think... I think JT's got a type when it comes to uh, time periods that he likes to watch movies from. I'm I'm totally gonna forget this conversation and suggest another movie later down the line and really shoot myself. In the <laughs> Just keep in mind we already did Last Mohicans, so you can't do that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Solid. So, um, so JT, what made you want to do this? Because I know. I know it came up as like our turn around of movies this last year was just hearing it back made you want to go back and rewatch it and make us watch it or was there another reason? I think when I first uh, started to run through my brain of picks for fan appreciation month, I think when I heard that movie was in the tournament of random movies, I think it did like spark like, oh my God, I love that movie. I watch it all the time. It's one of those movies where if it's on, at any part, I'll just watch it all the way as much as I can. And it was just fake. It got beat in the movies, in the Tournament Random movies, and I got to pick it, and you guys were gracious enough to review this, so I was very excited about it. For sure. For sure. Well, I did have some facts. Okay, let's Some facts from Prestige. Um... The thing, the fun thing about this movie is that they do incorporate a lot of real life uh, people into the story. Of course, uh, Robert uh, Nikola Tesla, the big one in there, and, and uh, also another person that they uh, spotlight for a brief period that was also a real person was the um, the stage magician Chung Ling So. The uh, so he's the Asian magician. In the beginning, that does the fishbowl trick. It's actually based on a real person. Oh, really? Who was a stage character created by and played by a man named William Ellsworth Robinson. So, uh, he was a white guy disguised as a Chinese man, who I bet The Rock does an amazing impression of. No, stop it. Uh, (laughs) You don't need to hear it. (laughs) But he would... But yeah, he would basically just cash in on audiences' enthusiasm for like, thing all things exotic, and he would also play like, he would act like a elderly Chinese man all the time, like no one ever saw him. Was that the fishbowl trick? Yeah, that guy. Okay, that's the fishbowl trick guy. Yeah, he was actually, <coughs> he was actually a a white guy. Weird. That that just played this character called Chung Lin So, and uh. He never broke character outside of public, and he died in March of 1918 doing a bullet catch trick that went wrong. And when when he was shot, he said, he yelled, My God, I've been shot, which were both 
his last words and his first English words that he ever spoke in 19 oh, years. Yes. Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Cool. So, yeah. So I, I I thought that was like a really like a really cool fact, especially like I feel like that's like a real life version of like this movie is someone that's yeah. so dedicated to their craft that they just completely phase out any kind of personal life that they could they, they could have and actually be themselves. So, I'm going to be really nerdy here. Yeah. I thought that same thing about this movie, and I related it to, of course, pro wrestling. Oh yeah, I, I was I was expecting that we were going to have a pro wrestling talk because watching. you guys know, like these guys are so into the craft, yeah, that they didn't even give a shit about real life anymore. Yeah, especially uh, Borden. Yeah, Borden. Well, both of them, both to, of to them. A point. Yeah, yeah. Bor- yeah, but they just got so involved in the craft that they didn't even think about oh. This is all just an act. Yeah. And there's a real life behind this. Yeah. And that just, oh my God. I mean, we can all talk about it, but that was so professional wrestling. Yeah. I feel like we can get into more of that as we we talk about the story, but yeah, like the minute I started watching this, I was like, oh shit, especially with Troy not being there, we're going to have a big pro wrestling talk. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun, Sam. Yeah. Sam, you're going to hate this review. Uh, David Bowie initially declined the role of Nikola Tesla uh, when it was offered to him, and Christopher Nolan actually flew him out personally to tell him that he was the only person he imagined for the role, and like the larger-than-life persona that Tesla could be, and uh, Bowie didn't actually accept the role until uh, Nolan actually uh, spoiled the whole thing that he was going to be build a, inventing a cloning machine they thought that that was interesting enough that he decided to take the role. Interesting. But I was I was today's years old when I pulled up the cast and realized that David Bowie was Nikola Tesla. Are you kidding me? I was no. yesterday days old. Oh, dude. I I've watched this movie <laughs> so many times, and whenever I see that guy, I'm like, man, he he looks the part. He's so good at just who he is. And then I pulled up the cast, and I was like. Are you shitting me, David Bowie? Oh, dude. David Bowie... He, I wish David Bowie would have done more acting, because he is so fucking good in this. Because I even heard something like... I think David Bowie was supposed to be in Tenet, too. But he died before he was actually uh, actually able to get the role. He just took my... I was going to say, when did David Bowie die? Yeah, he died, I think, like a couple... Ah, shit, I think it was 2018 or 2019 or something. 2016. 2016. Early 2016. But yeah. yeah. But I know Christopher Nolan was going to put him in another movie, but I I think it was supposed to be Tenet. He was supposed to be like a like have like a pretty meaty role in Tenet. But he died before they even started filming. Okay. But yeah. Dude, I love David Bowie like even like Labyrinth like one of the movies in Terminator movies. Like I I saw that and he was my favorite part of Labyrinth. I'm not even like a big like fantasy movie type person but like he's god he has like this like weird charisma about him like you just want to watch him do more shit cool but yeah david bowie amazing uh another fact the editing for this includes 146 time jump cuts really in which the next shot is either a flashback or skips ahead to another time period 
that averages one time jump per minute of the movie. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. So I will say that that did... This viewing was probably my fourth viewing of this movie. Okay. Um, I would say that probably the first time thinking back, the first time I watched this, it was slightly confusing. Yeah. Trying to keep track of what is exactly happening here. Yeah. Um, but I think that some movies are beneficial that, hey, please watch me again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And this is one of those movies where when you watch it again, I think you appreciate it even more. Yeah. And I'm not trying to give away my, my rating or anything, but yeah, it's one of those that, like, you watch it again, oh, I get that time jump a little more now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense now. Yeah. But 146. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Holy yeah. shit. There are, I, I, there are definitely, like, a lot of times where they definitely jump back and forth. Even like if it's just for like a split second, they'll just like show like something that happened before or something that's happening in the, in the future or whatever. And yeah, I I think this is definitely around that time where, or this is probably one of the last movies that I think David book or uh, Christopher Nolan makes where he definitely plays around with time a lot. Like he does that with memento, which is probably my favorite movie of his that he ever made. And with this, he does it a little bit, but I, I think it's not as structured as, like, Memento is. But with this, I think... I don't think I needed the time jumps, but I thought it was, like, a fun way to tell the story. Yeah. Oh, definitely. JT, what did you think of the time jumps in this? I was very similar to, like, what Cole thought about it. I think the first time you watch it, you can take in enough of the story and how it unfolds throughout the movie that by the end you're like man that was really good and you also are like asking yourself like i almost want to watch it again because i bet i'm gonna pick up more stuff even when i watch it nowadays i mean yeah like i said i was today's years old i didn't know david bowie's nikola tesla like it's one of those things where now when i go back and rewatch it i might emphasize even more on his character now but when I watch all the different little bits and pieces, like that's kind of the magic about the movie, not to be uh, punny about that, but I think that's where they kind of sprinkle stuff in there. They're letting you follow the story the way that your brain kind of interprets it with all those different time jumps. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. So 2006 was definitely a year full of magic movies because Including this one, there was three movies about magic that came out that year. Three? Yes. Also, two other ones? Yeah. Do you know what the names of the movies were? Ugh. There's another the one that... The Illusionist is one. That's a good one. What's the... What's there's the one more. Do you, know the, do you know the other one there, JT? I don't know the other one. It's a Woody Allen movie. I don't know this at all. It's a Woody Allen movie called Scoop. Which also stars Hugh Jackman and Scarlett Johansson. Holy shit. Yeah, so Hugh Jackman and Scarlett Johansson were in two movies in 2006 that involved magic. Wow. Who's in The Illusionist? Uh, Edward Norton and Jessica Biel. And I think Paul Giamatti. Yeah, Paul Giamatti, yeah. I I feel bad for that movie because I remember seeing it when it came out and I remember it wasn't terrible. But holy shit, like like the prestige just like overshadows it so much. <laughs> yeah. 
I like to go back and watch The Illusionist every now and then because they do a pretty good job of it, and I really like the characters in that one. Yeah. But that one doesn't quite show all its hands of the magic. Yeah. By the, end of the, by the end of the movie, you still are like, but there was stuff in there that they never <laughs> I have no idea how the fuck they did sure. it. Sure, yeah. But in this movie, by the end, you're like, oh, no. I know how they did a lot of this stuff. I'm not asking those questions. But the illusionist, that's the only thing that ever kind of, like, grinded my gears about that is the fact that I was like, there's some stuff in that they never explain, and it just pisses me off. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, yeah, it's so, yeah, three movies that came out in 2006, uh, all involving magic. Uh, my last fact, and this is based on, so, I guess this is movie's based off a book called The Prestige, and this was just, I just thought that this was interesting, that uh, it's only hinted at in the movie, but they state in the book that uh, with the big twist of uh, Alfred Borden being two people, like, because he's... he's Spoiler alert! They're bro- like they're brothers. That uh, in the book, they say that the twins' names are Albert and Frederick. So that's why his name is Alfred in the wow, in okay. the movie. Yep. All right. Okay. So I thought that was I thought that was kind of because even like at one point <sighs> they at one point when Scarlett Johansson's like being close to one of them, she calls him Freddy. So I'm right. guessing he's probably Frederick. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But it, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, but yeah, so there you go. That's all the facts that I have from Prestige. Good facts. So, uh, but yeah, no, I um, so when I was looking through a lot of this, like I, I saw a lot of uh, people talk about like how this was like one of the lower rated Christopher Nolan movies. Like really? I think for the longest time, this was like his lowest rated movie until um, actually until I think Interstellar came out and that kind of. Uh, got ranked a little lower than this, but yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, and I mean, but I mean, I mean, Christopher Nolan's made a lot of good flicks too. True, but um, yeah, I don't know. This is definitely, I feel like Nolan's wheelhouse. Like he's always, he, I think you'll always <clears throat> be known for Batman, like doing like uh, like like the Batman movies. But he did I, the whole trilogy, right? Yeah, okay. yeah. But I, I don't know with this. I just love when he just does, like, very simple, plays with time, but plays a lot with, like, uh, like the mind of a person and, like, obsession. And, like, this is definitely kind of in that wheelhouse. Like, I see a lot of similarities in the plot between this and Memento. And, like, like I think that this definitely wavers in, like... My my favorites of of uh, of Nolan's movies. This is a good story. Yeah, like the Batman movies and shit are fucking phenomenal action movies. Yeah, and they have story to them too. But this, there's you don't need any action. Yeah, this is all story, and it's just fucking two people plotting against each other. Yeah, and just everything that goes wrong with it. Yeah, and how it affects everybody around them. Yeah. Completely affects everybody around them. Yeah, and that's what I think I like about it most is that it's it's so easy to understand this. Yeah, and it can happen to anybody. There's no there's no over the top about this. There's no oh, yeah. like yes, it's magicians. Yeah, that's the most over the top part about it. Yeah, but other than that, 
you can kind of get behind that it's magicians from this time trying to be that next big thing. Yeah. Well, you could, you could, they don't even have to be magicians. You can put any kind of profession in there. You could put professional wrestlers you in there. Profes- yeah, you could, you could put any kind of profession at, in there as these two men that are competing to be the best at it, and it could be the exact same story. But the fact that it is magicians in this time period is uh, is also, I think, a very interesting part of it, too. Especially, I think so much of it involves, like, secrecy and, like, trying to maintain a certain... Yeah, you can put anybody in here. It's just that the magicians make... They give the story so many more opportunities to throw these exciting things in. Yeah. But, yeah, it's it's, it's so basic. Yeah. JT, were you, were you ever a fan of magic growing up as a kid? I definitely was old enough to remember uh, the David Copperfield on TV where he would, once a year, it seemed like he would come up with some elaborate trick. Um, and even the idea of the glitz and glamour of Vegas with Siegfried and Roy, like, magic just had this different essence, I think, before the internet and, like, hype TV happened. Because once they were like, no, we can... When they came out with that series on television where they, like, reveal the magician's secrets, it's like... I feel like it did kind of take some of that away. But, like, that was one of the things, like, when I was little, thinking, like, how do you become a magician? How do you learn this stuff? And as we've got older, I know all three of us can relate. It's one of those things where you have to find your in... They teach you how to do it, and then you get booking to be in front of crowds of people to not shit the bed with your act that you're going to put on. So I think, like, there's just part of that seeing how entertainers used to be entertainers and how cutthroat it is, because at this time, it's do or die with whatever job that you're going to seek. And I think that's why some of this movie is so cutthroat, because... This is how these people are making a living. Yeah, so like so much of it is uh, is keeping that secret. Like watching it this time around, I became really fascinated with Michael Caine's character because, in all honesty, he's basically just as talented. In fact, almost more so talented than uh, Borden or Angier because he's like the engineer that comes up with the tricks. But yet he he's not the one that sells it. Like uh, Angier and Borden are the ones that sell it, and like in a way, like they're the talent. Like he comes up with it, and but like ah, God, some of the ways that he comes up with shit too. It's like uh, I don't know. It's 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 both so simple but yet so elaborate. Like you can't allow yourself to think like, oh really? That's it. Like yeah. spe- like when he does the when he uh, comes up with like the the birdcage trick. That's the big one, yeah. When like uh, he has like whole big like pneumatic contraption that they put around their like they legit just wear the same suit, but then they run to the back and they take their jacket off and they just put this big pneumatic fucking vest on them and they like cling it into cling it into space or whatever. Like I don't think anyone could ever think like, oh, that. That's totally what they're doing because it's it's so elaborate and insane, but like going to all that trouble for this one small trick 
to just make people believe that a cage disappeared and this bird appeared out of nowhere. Like, it, it's fun to, to watch this and just see how so much work goes into very small tricks to just give people the illusion that magic exists. Yeah, and just having, making sure that they execute it certain ways. I like when they start to uh, go through the performance of the tricks on how to like really get those moments with the start of it and the end of it. And that's how they kind of bring you full circle with how the name of the movie comes about based on how a magician's trick is laid out. The three parts. I like to follow that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just how it, introduces you to the world of magic in that time period i think it's just is fascinating too like uh yeah like they're they're even like for the people that are just like casual magicians like not going to the lengths that hugh jackman and christian bale are going to in this like it still involves a certain type of uh like way of like cutting yourself off from the outside world to to even just keep these tricks in mind because if, it, if any part of it gets out to anyone at all, then it's useless. Like all the money and time you put into that one trick is gone to nothing because no one's going to care about it. They'll just know exactly how it, how it was done and the, they won't even pay attention. Yeah. I really, I really love when Michael Caine is in court and they almost demand he reveal how a trick is. And he like says, I will only tell you specifically if we go away from here and no one else can hear it. I like that too. Yeah. It's so he makes it so important that the the world of magic is ruined if I tell you what's going on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, cuz like literally like it's like, like one of my favorite scenes in this is like when uh Christian Bale's showing uh his wife like the bullet catch trick. And then he actually goes out of his way to show how it's done, and then she's just like, oh, well, that's kind of stupid. Like, before that, she was like, oh, wow, I can't believe you did that. And then showing her, like, how the trick's actually done, she's like, oh, wow, putting it that way, it's actually kind of dumb. Yeah. And then you can almost kind of see in his face, where he's like, well, no, I mean, it's still dangerous. Like, something could happen. Like, he's still trying to, like, he's still trying to win her back. Is like, no, what I'm, what I'm doing involves skill. But, like, I got, there's so many times where, like, uh, I don't know, like, here we go as we start going into, like, wrestling and stuff like that. Like, if I, if I show how I do certain things in wrestling, like, I can see people legit, or, like, like, see them kind of glaze over being like, oh, really, that's, that's how you do that? Okay, well, that, that's kind of dumb then. Where it's like, like, I feel like. It, like, it's like that weird kind of like betrayal where like you let someone in and then when you let them in, then they're like, oh really? That's that's all. That's it. That, that's all that is to that. Oh okay. Well, like, like they're it's like the first time that you tell someone, hey, watch for a leg slap, and then they think everything is leg slap. Yeah, yeah. Like it's that like you like you want to let in the people that you love. You want you lo- want to let them into like what you do, but then like. Because they don't understand it like you understand it, then they almost kind of judge it, and then you were like, oh, "Fuck! I went out of my way to to let you in, and now yeah. you're just shitting on this thing that I love because you don't see it the way that I see it." 
Like, that's kind of like, there are certain moments in this with, with that where there are these, there's these people on the outside that you love and care about, and, like, they get upset when you don't let them in, but then when you do, then they kind of, like, shit on it. And, like, I, I love, like, that little bit in there. Yeah. Where it's, like, trying to keep that balance where it's, like, you don't want to cut people out, but you also don't want to, like, expose what you do at the same time. Yeah, it's... It, there's so many parallels between just any facet of entertainment. Yeah. That when you let them in, oh, now I don't see it anymore. Yeah. And they, they have a term in here, and I can't think of what the term is, but they have a phrase where they say, like, once you sell it... I can't think of what it is. Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's very appropriate. Yeah. Um... There in here, um, fuck, just lost my train of thought. Nope, take over if you got yeah, something you there, Bucky. I can't cool. think of it. Fuck, I had something too. Well, we can start getting into like the characters. So, uh, Angier, played by Hugh Jackman, uh, he loses his wife to uh, to a uh, the uh, water tank uh, deal. In this, but how? That's right. The well, knot. yeah, the knot. How do you tie that knot? Because that's the basis of the entire yeah. conflict. Yeah, and is the knot that um, is uh, Alfred ties. Yeah, and it, Borden, right? The knot like for, like for double. Yes. <laughs> the knot that Borden ties. I do slip. No, do a like for double. And he's got to he's got to try this knot. Yeah. Uh, that he never admits to. Yeah. Uh, but he does. Well, he says that he never... He says that he never... Remembers. Never remembered. Never remembered. Which, I mean, I feel like... I could believe him, because I, I, I've heard, like, stories where, like, when they, somebody does something traumatic, where, like, they don't fully remember, like, how it played out before that. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm not trying to go away from characters, but you're leading me into my next thought here. This is what yeah. I was going to talk about. Is there truly in this movie a protagonist and an antagonist? A good guy and a bad guy? Oh, no. There's not. No? Like, that's one of my favorite things about this movie is the yeah. second you think that Borden is the bad guy, yeah. then you go, oh, shit, Angier's kind of a piece of shit, too. Yeah. And then you go, oh, Borden's not that bad. Yeah. Oh, Angier's not that bad. It, yeah. It's back and forth the whole movie. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I think it's protagonist and antagonist in the sense that they're both at ends with each other. Yes. And, yeah, that's what I like about it, too, is, like, they, I feel like they're both equally obsessed, but in different ways. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And I, that's what I like about it. Like, they're they're so alike that they hate each other. They do. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, Angier's wife dies. Yeah. In the, the water tank incident. Yeah. Um, and from there, we get this conflict started. Yeah. And it's this competition because Borden comes up with this trick. Yeah. Comes up with a trick, the, uh, the transporting man where he can move from one stage to the other in seconds without being able, people can't see... 
how he like he puts two doorways on opposite ends of the stage and he goes through one and comes out the other and you can't see there's no tunnel there's nothing it's just just negative space in between there and of course the the engineer uh michael kane of course he's like well he uses a double that's the only way he can do it but like the thing about because Hugh Jackman is also a magician, like he's like, no, I I can see it's the same person, so I know it's not a double, because like, you you can pull out the small eccentricities of someone and know that they're a different person, and that's not a different person that comes to the other doorway. So how the hell does he do it? And that's kind of what becomes his obsession is that like he does end up doing it with a double, but at the same sense he's like, yeah, but Borden does it a different way, and I want to find out what that way is. And that's what kind of drives him crazy as the movie goes on. Like you find out how he does it in the end, but it's so good. But yeah, but it's, but it's it's, it's those small things in there too. Like uh, I don't know, just a lot of the foreshadowing they do in this, I fucking love too. Just even the beginning when they show the when uh, Michael Caine's doing the dove trick, that the dove trick is basically. Hugh, how Hugh Jackman's doing his his uh, act at the end. Yeah. Even down to where they kill the dove and throw it away. Yep. Where it's like, ah, oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> yep. And they in in the in the end, not that we're jumping there. In the end, they tie everything back to that beginning. Yeah. It all comes full circle. Yeah. Like it, complete with the pile of hats and everything. Yeah, yeah, the first thing you see is the pile of hats, and you don't even know what you're looking at yeah. until, until like, you actually get to that point where you see that it's all being replicated, and yeah. you're just like, what the fuck is going on? But Yeah, so, so Angier becomes so obsessed yeah. that it affects everything. Yeah. Um, and, and now as it affects Angier, he gets the, the assistant involved, Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson plays the, the assistant, who uh, he kind of becomes romantically involved with her, but then he becomes so obsessed that he sends her to Christian Bale to just get all of his tricks because he he's just obsessed with this transporting man and how to how how is he doing it without a double? And then that then she becomes romantically involved with him. Yep. So uh, yeah, I. What did you think of Scarlett Johansson in this? Oh, what do I think of Scarlett Johansson in general? My God! Oh! Yeah, Lost think, Car Joe. Oh yeah, she, no, she, she's really hot in this. I feel like I wouldn't say she's an afterthought, but she definitely plays she plays a part in this. I think I out of like out of like like the women roles in this, I was I really liked um, Christian Bale's wife in this yes because she plays like she's she's kind of like a like a character being gaslit before gaslighting was like a big oh, thing oh my god because wow yeah it's oh, you you feel really bad for her as it goes throughout especially at the end knowing like knowing what was going on all along yeah where like like she's like being led to think she's crazy and she's not. Yep. Like ah, it's it's oh, it's so good and she plays it so well. 
uh, until she's God. Yeah, yeah. It's that's a I tough think, scene. Yeah, I think that's one of kind of like the once it starts and you have Angier's wife die from the trick initially, and right away they kind of break the element of the people from the audience weren't two guys who are strong men because you have them like grab her in her arms and start to yell out her name and they don't ever like address that at all that's just kind of something to like suck you in but after that when you have the dynamic of Angier before he changes his name to the great Danton I I really like to like start to see where the story goes because that's why I think you think Alfred Borden is the bad guy so much up front because you like put him with that death you yeah think he did it for sure even though she was like no 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 I can slip it and I mean re- realistically if, if shit was going bad why in the world is Michael Caine the one swinging the axe to try to break that thing yeah but but once we get past that and you start to get the change and you see Alfred Borden fall for this girl, you, you start to see the, the internal like obsession start to ramp up with Angier because once he realizes that, oh, he's starting to find happiness, he's starting to find a life outside of magic, that's when he's like losing his shit now. Like, when he's showing, trying to drown himself just to, like, feel the pain of his wife. Oh, God, yeah. That's, that's like, the insanity starting to sink in. And when he does finally switch, and it's crazy because all along the way, like you said, you have Michael Caine, you have Scarlett Johansson, you have all these people, like, looking him right in the face going, no, it's a double. There's two guys. And he, every time he hears that, he just essentially looks him in the face and goes, no, screw that. I don't care what you said. Yeah. When everyone's telling him, like, no, we know what's going on, and he's like, impossible. I have to get to the bottom of this. And as you see everything in Alfred's life start to kind of flourish because he has this very basic trick, but it's so astonishing that I like to see him get more famous and watch how one of him kind of knows how to handle it and the other one's like nah we can go to the moon with this we're going to be millionaires and you can see like almost that schizophrenic element to the two characters because one's enjoying scarlett johansson coming around the other one has to go back to sarah at home and the times the times that she says like when he says i love you sarah and she goes today you meant it that was really cool. Yeah, because yeah. She could hear the difference. She can feel the emotion when he does love her. Yeah, like going on to on to Christian Bale's character. Like I was, I I loved like the dichotomy of his two sides because it's essentially the movie's essentially you're watching two men try to be the same person so they can so they can sell themselves as the same person when they do this trick and. The best part about it was that it, seeing the impossibility of two people being the same person because two people will never be the same person. But their their obsession is to do that. 
Like they they want to make themselves one entity so that they can do tricks like this. And it how it hurts the people around them. It how it hurts the people around him is like the most interesting part. Like his wife like basically being gassed into thinking that her husband is like fine one minute and then just off the rails the next and her coming to the conclusion that that he's not the same person but being told that he is drives her insane to where she ends up committing suicide it's just like that's a tough scene yeah it's it it's so hard because it's like well in some of those moments so like when he first walks her back to like her apartment and yeah. she shuts the door, and then he's inside. Oh, yeah. You almost, like, think, holy shit, what kind of magic was that? But it's not magic. It's just the yeah, other he one. Just, yeah, he just waited there. in the apartment for her. Yeah, but the, the when Angier takes the bullet trick and shoots off Borden's finger, Yeah, that that is wild because... Once one of them loses a finger, and they have to go, okay, well, now we have to cut your finger off as yeah. well. And Sarah's like, the wound is almost like it happened yesterday. Yeah. Like, there's some of that stuff when you break it down, seeing, like, how far they had to take it, or uh, when one of them gets buried. Oh, yeah. That was the thing that stuck out to me this time around. Out. Yeah, that was the thing that stuck out to me this time around was like when uh, when his uh, assistant Fallon, which you find out later that is just the other one in disguise when when the other one's being bored and uh, he gets uh, abducted by Angier and buried alive, and then the next time you see Borden, he he comes to a dinner that he's supposed to have with his wife and he's acting maniacal and like being very cagey and then at one point he even says like what if i just do a trick where i bury myself alive i guess where it's you come to the realization like oh shit that's the one that got buried alive and they switched for to like the brother that didn't is now fallon because i feel like they always i feel like they always switch off to where like the one that's the more emotional one takes on the entity of Borden because Fallon can never be emotional because then you'll catch on that Fallon's also Borden. Yeah. Like they have to they have to keep Fallon perfectly quiet all the time other because otherwise he'll give himself away. Yeah. I think things also get really screwed up for Borden and his family when he gets put in jail because now you don't have the ability to play the switch game. Because one of them always has to stay behind bars. Yeah. They have yeah. to figure out what they're going to do to try to get the upper hand on Angier when he's clearly just stuck in jail. But now you have the daughter that's involved in everything. And that brings a whole another thing where it's pulling on your heartstrings because now you're rooting so much for Borden because Angier is to the point where he only cares about the showmanship and everything that he can finally have for himself. And you don't think that he's losing anything as he gains fame, which we find out later is a total, like, insane mind fuck because of what he puts himself through just to 
get the fame that Gordon had. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, yeah. Like, going back to what I said before, where it's, like, it's, it's like, so funny that they're, they're so alike that they hate each other. Like, even down to where, like, they both wrote journals just to be, like, ha, gotcha, I wrote this so you could read it thing. <laughs> like... I remember that Borden did it for Angier, but I totally forgot that Angier also did it for Borden. Yeah. <laughs> they, both, they both wrote each other journals just to be like, ha, gotcha, at the very end of them. I forgot that it was a flip side, too. Holy yeah. Shit. But, like, yeah, that, and then even down to where, like, like their, their ideas of the trick are also both, like, they're both self-sacrificial in a way. Like, they, they don't, like... Borden's idea of self-sacrifice is more, like, spread out over time. Like, he he just sacrifices a life altogether to keep this trick going. Whereas, like, Angier, like, legit sacrifices himself. Yeah. Well, so, like, once we get to a bulk of this and you have the dichotomy of all of the story really instilled into you, we finally get to the part where... Angier changes his identity. They say, we're going to one-up this. We just have to go to Tesla because he's got something up his sleeve to help us out. And that's when you start to get, like, this brand-new element brought into the film. Yeah. Uh, the hats and the cats and all the light bulbs that are in the ground. And you start to think, like, okay, this is an actual different type of magic that he's been searching for that can up the ante of what Borden could never bring to the trick. Yeah, like, um, I love the inclusion of Tesla in this, too. Like, they do the more fantastical element of, like, his machine becomes a cloning machine type thing, basically. But, like, including Tesla and, like, uh, like, all that kind of, like, the real-life shit with him, too, where, like, Edison would send, like, people to, like, go to his conferences where he would show off his machines and talk shit being like, it's gonna blow up, we're all gonna die! So they could, like, fucking... Because, like, Tesla was, like, on the verge of, like, coming up with, like, uh... What was it called? It was, like... Concurrent energy or something? It was, like, a, it was, like, a way to basically, like, almost pluck electricity from the sky to power shit instead of, like, having to use, like, wires. Yeah. But, like, because... Medicine. They set up in that little town, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was kind of a... Like, it wasn't, like, fully developed, but that was, like, an idea that Tesla had. Like, he could supply electricity to entire towns without any wires. Like, all he needed was a generator. But because Edison had a lot of connections and had all of his... And all of his uh, patents were into, like the kind of electricity that involves wires, he basically had him, like, uh, like, financially ruined to where he, he could never put that stuff over. And then right. even down to where, like, other companies also helped Edison because there's... It's a lot harder to charge people for electricity they can pluck out of the sky as opposed to having to hardwire their entire house. Yep. So, like... Like, there's, like, a movie called... I think it's called The Current War or something. They go more into it, which is really fascinating. Like, the whole Edison, Tesla, Westinghouse-type debacle where, like... Like, we... 
we probably could be living in a time where electricity isn't as like dependent on like like energy companies as they are but because of edison and his fucking assholishness to like ruin tesla now we have to pay fucking like 120 150 dollar electricity bills every month yeah it's i think it's very interesting to see a character like that and something that uh over time is like a mainstay in our world yeah you and you kind of just slide it into this movie where you're like oh shit i know what this what this is about and you don't get you get just enough of tesla in the movie where you're like i kind of want to know more about his character but you you don't get enough of it and when he pops in and out you're so kind you're so kind of like taken aback by his machine that you you don't necessarily know what's happening all the time and the more that you watch it unfold the more uh, fantastical it is i mean the more that I watch that trick and the more that I see Angier incorporate it and Borden try to go at the stage and sneak backstage, like once it starts to go into this transporting man trick, it takes on a whole new life as far as the movie goes. Because yeah. Disney obsession on Borden's end really ramps up because of how they do the trick with the blind Chinese men every night and then it's a whole different obsession side of the movie which like sucks you in deeper to try to figure out where it's going yeah well I I love like Borden kind of takes the same obsession as Angier too where like he because he sees like the, the transporting men with the Tesla machine like he also does what what Angier did where he picks up where it's like nope that's the same person like, when he first does it, and he's using the double, he's like, oh, yeah, that's a double. That's definitely not Angie at all. Like, he even uses that to his advantage, where, like, he corners him and, like, gets him to, like, work with him. That's a to great fuck him over. scene. That's, go- that's oh, some I good shit. I love that. Yeah, that's good shit, too. But then, like, at the... When he gets the machine and, like, finds out that... And sees that, like, he's doing the transporting men, but it's him at the end, too... Then he becomes what Angier was, where he's like, how's he doing this trick? I need to know how he's doing this trick. There's some way he's doing this trick, because that's the same person. I know the person, and that's that, that he's the same person at the end as he is that goes in the machine. And, yeah, like, it's, again, like, it, seeing, like, they they mirror each other so much in this movie. Like, they, they use different tactics, but they mirror each other so much in, in these different ways, where they're so similar... But yet, that almost kind of like drives their hatred for each other at the same time. Like, ah, it's so fascinating. I love, like, just watching them go back, like, interacting back and forth. Even, like, through, like, like diaries. Like, some of the flashbacks is, like, the flashback of, like, the flashback of one can be a, a flashback to them reading a diary of them reading a diary. <laughs> like, them reading a diary leads to a flashback where the other one's reading a diary. Like it's it's like shit like that. Like they're like so much of what they do throughout is just so similar. Like it's you're almost kind of watching the same story in two different ways, but they're but both those ways are also so so different that it it keeps it keeps it uh, interesting throughout. Yeah, I wanted to jump back real quick 
So like when Angier and Michael Caine, when they finally come together and they say, all right, here's how we're going to do this disappearing man trick. And they finally do choose to get that double, but he's just, a, he's a stinking drunk that if they just dress up, they can go ahead and get him. And like at first they're like, nope, we got him stone cold sober and he's ready to go. And watching how the trick is done and seeing how defeated Angier is when he has to drop below the stage and never get that applause that he's been seeking this whole time. I love how how that feels in that moment of the movie. And then watching Borden figure out what's going on and like screw with the trick even more to only up the ante. Yeah. That that's what that's one of my favorite parts of the movie is just watching that dichotomy right there yeah. of how they're escalating the trick before they have to bring in Tesla to really kind of blow you away. And then you don't know how it's being done because once we take away the element of the drunk double, then you're kind of really like chomping at the bit to figure out what's going on or when do we get the reveal of, you know, when Borden finally pushes himself on the side of the stage and screams that he's part of the trick and gets underneath. And then when he watches him drop and it locks and him freak out, and then you realize the only reason he goes to jail is because Michael Caine is saying, no, he committed murder to this man. Everything is, everything in Borden's world goes underneath because he was so obsessed with figuring out how Angier had to do it, they essentially framed himself for the murder of Angier. Yeah. Well, yeah, Angier basically sets himself up for the murder of himself because he kills himself every night. Yeah. When but, that gets revealed, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. That lasts, like, 25 minutes of the movie. Yeah. My God! Yeah, like they, there's so much that gets revealed. Yeah, they lay it all out, and the, the th- like the I think like the the most genius part of it is that they almost kind of lay it all out for you in the beginning. Like almost everything you need to know, everything you need to know to know the end of the movie is hinted at in like the first half hour of the movie. Yeah, like down to like the like shit. Even like the first like the first five seconds of the movie. Is is them hinting at how how Angier does his trick with the with the Tesla machine, and then like seeing all the elements come together, where like he's he's seeing him take a water tank out of the stage every night, and all this shit. We were like, wait a minute, no, he's not doing that. There's no way he's doing that. But like, uh, I love to like. Even though Borden and Angie are both pretty similar, like I feel like their motivations are different. Where like, like I feel like Borden is more in love with the process, whereas Angier is more in love with the fame of it all. Oh, Angier is one hundred percent the performance. Yeah, and that's the thing is like he he becomes so obsessed with with the admiration of the crowd that like he builds it up in his head where he he keeps saying no one cares about the man in the box. To where, like, he will kill the man in the box so that a part of him can live on as the as the star that gets all the admiration at the end. And that goes back to, yeah, like, what JT was saying, too. Like, when he first does that transporting man and uses the drunk guy, 
the drunk guy gets the adulation on the stage. Yeah. But they show Angier below the stage, standing there posing. Yeah. Taking in that crowd. Yeah. Because he just he wants that adulation. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 stuff like that where it's like that that trick would never last because he needs that admiration from the crowd, and then that's that's why he also becomes obsessed with Borden's trick is because he thinks because he can see that it's the same Borden that comes out at the end of the transporting man. He wants it not not just so they can use the trick, but because he wants it so that he can get the admiration at the end too. Like yeah, Angier even brings up to, to Michael Caine. What if we switch? And Michael Caine's like, no. Yeah. No way. He's like, we have to do it this way because you set the trick up so well. Yeah. We we need you for 90% of the trick, and we only need him to come out, catch the hat, and take the bow because yep. he can do that. He can't perform like you perform. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, like, if, if the shoe was on the other foot and it was Alf, and it was Alfred doing it, He'd be like, oh yeah, totally, because he loves the craft of it. He loves putting it all together. Whereas I think, whereas Angier is all about the admiration and all about the the adulation from the fans. And uh, yeah, I think that's what's that's what's fascinating about it is like he doesn't he doesn't care about the transporting man that Christian Bale that um, Borden does. He only cares about it because. He sees that it's the same Borden that comes out at the end because he wants to soak in that that uh, crowd response like he does. Yeah. But then because he can't see how someone wouldn't want that, he can't. That's also that's probably part of the reason why he never sees that Alfred uses a double is because he can't see why someone would not would turn down that admiration from the fans. Yeah, he, only... he, he, can't, he can't see beyond the fact that yeah. because, they're, because they're using a double, if they want, they can switch. And the trick is so simple that they can switch and they can make it what it is because they're not trying to overcomplicate the process. Yeah. But because Angier says, no, we have to turn it up to 11 to get the full potential out of it. But you can't, you can't do it the way the trick is initially done if you want to take it to the level that he does which completely screws himself because he's losing the simplicity of the magic yeah like uh alfred really takes on the whole idea like them going to see the the asian magician i think that's what really clicks into his head because i love the whole idea of uh that's when he comes up with the whole idea of like the trick isn't on stage the trick is playing your part even in your personal life because that's basically what the what this asian magician does is he acts old and feeble in his regular life so that people will never see him as someone that could carry a super heavy fishbowl full of water in between his knees he commits to the gimmick. Yeah, he commits to it so hard that he has to act old and feeble his entire life. And that's what Borden takes on, is like, he needs to commit to this this trick so much to the point where he, ha- him and his brother have to adopt the same person, have to adopt being the same person to where no matter who's on stage, they, they only see that person being 
Alfred Borden, even though it could be two different people. And, like, that that's what the trick is to him. The trick is selling people on the fact that you're the same person, not that you're doing a transporting man thing. Like, so yeah. much so that that's what, that's what sells Angier on it, because he's they're doing it so well that he can't see it being two people. He only sees Borden. I really enjoy when you finally get the reveal of when uh, Angier saw how the teleporting man trick worked when he finally had the machine in his hands. Yeah. And you see that he gets that first clone of himself and realizes he has to murder it. Yeah. That's a, that's a very wild part because once you see that, you're kind of taken aback. Like, I can't believe what the feeling of knowing that you have to kill yourself in a moment and then realizing, okay, now I know how I can do this trick. But you've also, like, I can't imagine the trauma of that situation knowing that this is how you have to live your life if you want the full effect of what you've been chasing and then having to elaborately set it up to go, okay, if I kill myself every night, how do I kill myself to the best amazement of the crowd with no one knowing? Yeah. Every night you got to kill yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it... it I mean, he has to—he has to come to the conclusion that it's him that's dying every night because he's standing on the stage that goes down to a water tank that drowns him. And like, I even love the whole idea too that the reason why he drowns himself is because of Michael Caine's speech to make him feel better about his wife at her funeral when he says that like he knew a friend that almost died of drowning, and he said it was like going home. And then when uh, Michael Caine catches on to what he's doing. He pulls him aside and he's like, oh, by the way, that friend of mine that almost died of drowning, I lied because I was trying to make you feel better about your wife. You said it was the most painful experience of his life. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like, that's what, after a hundred performances of him killing himself with drowning because Michael Caine said that it was a very peaceful way to go, and then being told after killing countless versions of himself in that way, that it was the most painful experience, it's like the most painful way to die, like, he has to live with that now, like, that part of himself realizing that, like, so, that this version of himself died so many horrible, horrible, horrible deaths, and he just has to live with that from now on. Yeah. Well, when we finally get to that kind of big ending sequence, where we get the shot of Borden shooting Angier finally, and we get that fire that gets lit. And then after it all unfolds like one after another, right in front of your face where you're like, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe that's what that was. And then you see the illumination of all those things. And you see <laughs> just... all the dead Angiers just floating there. It's just this huge realization of like, yeah. holy cow, like, it's such a big bang in your face at the end. I feel like that's what sucks you in when it's over, where you're like, nope, I gotta watch it again. Oh, I totally. Know. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, the thing I love about, the most about this movie is, like, I feel like n like knowing the twist just makes you want to go back and watch it again. And, like, knowing the twist and watching it back 
it makes you appreciate it even that much more because there's so much that Nolan puts throughout the movie that just solidifies what the ending is. That it, it, it's so fun to pull those pieces out and seeing like seeing why he reacts to things in certain ways and like seeing uh, like little hints of foreshadowing throughout that tells you what the ending is. It it like I think this is one of those movies that every time I see it, I like it that much more because I see another thing that solidifies what the ending is. Yep. So, yeah, this, it is a, it, God, watching it again this time, and I, I think I watched it maybe even three months ago, so watching it, like, so close again, I, I still was not ever bored, it was still such a fun ride to watch it all the way through, so, and I, I, I feel like every time I watch it, I get more and more invested in it. So, before, before we get... Uh, before we throw grades on it, yeah, can we can we each pick out a little tidbit and like just get on a little rant of how it talks to you about how pro wrestling this movie is? Oh man, <laughs> um, let me let me start. Okay, go ahead. I was thinking of this um, as we started talking, and one of the things that I really love about it when I start to think about it is just the promotional aspect of the magician where they have to get a house and get guaranteed dates. And I can only imagine that when the one magician screws over the other magician, he goes into the back and it says, Oh, we just have to get another trick. And he, uh, for the next show, and the guy comes storm down and goes, you don't have a show anymore. I want it out of here in 24 hours. And I'm like, holy shit, the, this pro wrestler just fucked over this pro wrestler and they lost the venue. <laughs> it's, it's so pro wrestling watching these guys trying to essentially set up all these different towns to perform their magic for that town to get people talking about it only based on posters and word of mouth and papers. It's so like how pro wrestling used to be. Just the idea of this thing that you want to go fall in love and disbelief, but it's only booked through territories and you have these cutthroat performers going to each other to the point where they would screw others over so they lose that territory so they can come and steal it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I I think the thing that I pulled from it that made me think of wrestling was like they they definitely hammer home that Borden is more of a very he's very technically gifted when it comes to magic, but he's not much of a showman. Whereas uh Angier is the one that kind of uh is taught tricks, but he's a really good showman and is able to show it off. Where it's like it's that debate of like Who's a better wrestler, Hulk Hogan or Dean Malenko? Something like that. Oh where, yeah. Where like it's a good one. Like Bo- like Borden. They even show like <laughs> Borden like he can technically come up with amazing tricks, but he never knows how to display them in ways that is very exciting. Like he still gets crowds and he still gets admirers, but they're they're never they never get the big loud reactions that Angier usually gets with tricks that he was just taught by Michael Caine. 
So I I, I love that. It, like it brings a that also brings about a, like a debate that's also done in wrestling a lot. Yeah, you get you get Gordon, who is the modern day Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> he's, so, he's so intricate with everything that he does that he has such a small following of appreciation. And then you have somebody else looking at what he does. And you have Angier, who's Kenny Omega, who's going to give you seven stars in the Tokyo Dome. Yep. <laughs> uh, for me, it's probably, and the simplest probably, is the protection of the trick. Yeah. The protection of the act. Yeah. And how it just they, they clearly stayed in there. You know, as soon as you tell someone, well, then they don't think it's exciting anymore. Um, and, and maybe not so much today, but go back to the heyday in the 70s and 80s, you know, when the territories were huge and it was, everybody thought it was real. And then it slowly was revealed, oh, it's entertainment. So as soon as you tell someone it's entertainment, yeah, you start to lose a little bit of appreciation for it. Yeah. So in here, you start to lose a little bit of appreciation when you know how the trick is done. Um, which goes back to UJT talking about how Michael Caine's character didn't want to tell everybody in that court how it was done. He wanted to tell the one person. Um, so yeah, just the protection of the gimmick. Yeah. Plus, you've got to appreciate that Michael Caine's name in this movie is Cutter because he knows it's the most overused move in pro wrestling. Oh, <laughs> solid point. God. Let's go on a tirade about that. Come on now. Also, like, I love the whole... Like, they bring it up a couple times in this that like when real magic starts being used when Angier is like cloning himself, like the first thing that the promoters bring up is... You need to find a way to make it not as real. Because the minute that people catch on that it's real magic, then they'll get freaked out. Like, you need that that little bit of, of a doubt in its realism for people to be really excited. Because if it's full-blown magic, then they're, then they're going to be terrified. Like, even, even Michael Caine brings up where it's like, if people thought what we were doing was real, they'd... They wouldn't applaud us. They'd chase us with pitchforks. Yep. And, like, I I love that whole idea where it's, like, yeah, suspend their disbelief, but you can't let them know that things that we are doing are actual magic because then, I mean, fuck, they're probably, like, just a few hundred years shot, like, uh, removed from, like, the Salem Witch Trials. So, like... during, During the time period that this movie is, I mean... It's not like we have black and white, you know, police in the way that everything is set up and people are in jail. Like, during that time, I mean, everybody's got their thing that they're going and watching on a Saturday night. But as far as how those areas are run, I'm sure it's as crooked as crooked as can be. We just got to get the money flow in here. You're just what we're using. Yeah. Yeah, there's just... uh, It's so good. Like, I love... I think this is definitely, like, where Nolan starts using a lot of, like, taking real elements and mixing them in with, like, fantastical stuff. Like, he does this a lot. Like, he does it a lot with Interstellar. Like, he takes, like, actual science that's that's used for, for space exploration and, like, 
what we know about black holes and stuff and inter interweaves it with like his own fantastical ideas that he wants to put into the movie. Like this is like a way simpler way that he starts with it that I think this is probably my favorite version version of him doing that. Is that it's simple enough and it's you can wrap your head around it enough where you can put yourself in that time and know of and pull from things that actually happened that he is commenting on, but then he can also throw in his fantastical elements of cloning and all this shit where like it's it's a fantastical story, but he puts you in that era where it's uh it, it's just so much fun. He doesn't make it fantastical. Yeah. It's presented in such a real way. Yeah. There's no like out there elements about it. Yeah. He just shows it. Yeah. Can we put some grades on? Let's put some grades on. Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Well, JT, you're the one that we gave it to us. JT, what, how about you put a grade on this? <laughs> well, uh, as we talked about this, I know last time I had a conversation with the guys, it seemed like there were some ups and downs of the movie that I chose. Uh, <laughs> and, that's, and I respected that, and that's why I love having a good chat with people about something to just kind of talk about what's good and what's bad. Yeah. But the beauty of this is the more we talk about all the fun, fantastic elements of this movie, is by the time that we get done talking about this, if next week the prestige comes on again, I'm just going to sit and watch it. I love it. And that's why I absolutely will just give it an A+. Because I want it over a plus. from this day forward. There you it's go. just something that it's so real, and the elements it ties what I love about movies and what I love about showmanship and performing and especially that storytelling element chef kiss A plus fantastic nice. fantastic okay I'll go next go for it um so this like I said this is my fourth maybe fifth time watching this movie um I turning it on last night was surprised at the time it was over two hours oh yeah I was like shit <laughs> like <laughs> I knew it, but I, I knew I was going to enjoy it. But fuck, I was tired, and I was not ready for that. But God damn it, if it didn't fucking fly by. Yeah. And it was so... Every part of it hooked me in. I, I thought, okay, I've seen this a couple times. I'm not going to be as into it as I was. No, motherfucker, I was into it. Yeah. I love this shit. Um, and, like, I think I appreciated more about this. This time than I have even in the previous times. Guys, A+. Plus. Right. A+. Wow. Plus. wow, wow, wow. I will watch this again. I mean, it's 11.30. I will watch this again right now if it comes on. <laughs> but fuck, I was so pumped when you picked this, JT. Like, oh my god. Yeah. One of my favorites of all time. Bucky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the... the just the way that they build character development in this and how you just see the, I love its use of foreshadowing it foreshadows so well in this like I said like this movie basically tells you the entire plot of the movie in the first 30 minutes and it's just seeing like all of the elements that they throw in to like make you pay attention to like how are they gonna inter in include themselves as the movie goes on like it's, it's like a fascinating story, 
everyone plays a everyone is an amazing character in this uh fuck yeah i gotta be right there with you guys this is an a plus movie whoa i i shit there's nothing about it that i can think of that i hate or, or even like dislike i like watching it back this time like it was uh like so little time has gone by between the last time i saw it and this time that i thought this would be the time where i'm like okay it's starting to get a little old for me and no i think i guess every single time that i watch this i like it more and more and more and i'm waiting for that time that i watch it where i start getting sick of it yeah. and it it has not come up yet it just makes me want to watch it more and more every time i watch it hell yeah it's you know what i think based on the review of the patriot the little girl in this movie she never talked and that's what you loved about it. She oh was shit one pop off Ah, well, that was fun. Troy. That was Troy that hated. Oh fuck! Troy, yeah, if Troy would have loved this little girl because she doesn't speak. God oh. damn it! Well, there you go, Troy. Sit at home and enjoy your new. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy your, your enjoy your little girl. That's probably making a lot of noise right now. Yeah, have fun sleeping, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Babies are beautiful. Enjoy your non-sleep. There you go. So yeah, three A pluses, man. That's crazy. Hamilton was Hamilton maybe the last one. Hamilton, yeah, Hamilton. That we all gave uh, A pluses to. Yeah, we're just like JT. We love those period pieces. God, those period pieces. <laughs> Give me one from each century. There you go. Ugh. So, uh, so there you have it. JT, have you been watching anything recently? Uh, I just watched uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Finally, wow. wow. Oh, there yet. you go. What'd you think yeah. of it? Uh, I did enjoy that, and uh, look who the bad guy was in that one. God, more Christian Bale. Gotta, oh, spoiler alert! We gotta, <laughs> we gotta go to this Christian Bale train. Just keep, just do nonstop Christian Bale movies. Hell yeah! Uh, but yeah, I watched, we watched Thor: Love and Thunder. I enjoyed that quite a bit. I didn't take it too seriously, and if I was a child watching that movie, I would be so oh my god movie theater thinking that hell yes i am a superhero oh dude yeah that movie yeah that movie's a lot of fun uh but other than that i also recently watched smile oh yes yeah i just i just watched it not too long ago too what'd you think of it i also just watched it whoa uh, the way i thought the way that you described it um being very much like the ring was dead on yeah Uh, but it was done in a very different way which had me guessing and those are my favorite types of movies where they take me one direction and then they flip it another yeah uh, so i really i really enjoyed smile too uh, especially i mean if you love thor movies or you love the superhero genre those would be two that i definitely say seek out and uh put them on if you got a chance yeah no i the thing i, I think i love the most about smile is just got like the woman that that the main woman in it, I think, is so good at selling all of it. And, yeah, like, that whole, like, element of, uh, of like, kind of, like, schizophrenia and, like, kind of seeing it from her eyes where it's, like, even you can see that what she's seeing is real. But then in the same sense, you can also kind of be, like, yeah, but I can definitely see how these people are, like, ah, you need, need to get help. Yeah. But it's, like, the wrong kind of help. And uh, other than that, the only thing that I've really thoroughly enjoyed, uh, which we don't have enough time on this podcast for, is, of course, we just watched Survivor Series. 
Oh, shit. Oh, I also watched a little bit of Survivor Series. I didn't get around to watching it, but I, I saw... I saw, uh, like, scenes from it, and I it, it looks good. Yeah, there's definitely some elements on the pay-per-view that I would say seek out, especially that final War Games match. Yeah. I, I think the direction of everything, as far as how WWE is going, like, I'm hook, line, and sinker, man. I'm ready nice. to get road to the Royal Rumble. I can't wait to see what happens to take me to WrestleMania. I just... I love the direction of where the stories are going. Wow. Story-driven story wrestling is what I love. JT, can we, uh, I'm going to throw this out there right now, can we plan on having you on for a special Rumble podcast? Oh. Yeah, you can, absolutely, baby. I'll call the Pink Scorpion in. We'll, we'll oh, wow. There, we, there go. we go. Let's mark it down. There you go. We'll do, a, we'll do an extra special episode <laughs> for the Rumble then. Love it. Sweet. Please do. Please do. Um, that all, JT? Yep, I think that's all for now. All right. All right, for me... Since you said smile, I want to get your take on smile. Okay. I have three things I watched this week. Okay. Okay. We talked about Dangerous Breed, the Teddy Art Story last week, right? We did. I finished, I finished that, too. God damn. It's, it is, yeah, it's fucked up. But, uh, yeah, the whole, uh, Sam Fiddler thing, it's definitely very apparent that he didn't kill her. Very. That well, spoiler. <laughs> it, well, they, they definitely they definitely lay it out that he didn't kill her, but it's also laid out that he was definitely the cause of it too. Right. That he led her down that path. Yeah. Yes. Um, but like the the show itself definitely leads you to believe like, oh shit, what did he do? What did he do? And you're kind of like, oh fuck, what the what the fuck happened? Like, what did he do to her? And then it's just kind of laid out. It's like, oh, of course something happened. Yeah, it's, it's a classic <laughs> like, bait and switch. Yeah, because like they they lead you to believe that it was way worse of a situation. Well, granted, it's a terrible situation because it probably led to the death of a, of a of a woman that didn't deserve any of this. But the show itself like leads you to believe that like he hired like a Nicaraguan death squad to go find her, kind of shit. And it, right. it's nothing like that. No. And then and it's something that they could have just said right away, like, "Yeah, oh yeah, he was here and there and then whatever, fuck whatever." Yeah, um, but it's a good show. Uh, so smile. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed smile. Yeah. I thought it was fucking so. <laughs> Levi was passed out on my couch over there. My son. Yeah. He insisted on watching smile with me. Really? He says, "Dad," I said, "Yeah, bud." And he goes, I like scary movies. <laughs> I said, really? He goes, yeah, they don't scare me. I said, you're not afraid of having nightmares, bud? No. <laughs> so, about 40 minutes into Smile, I look over and he looks fucking like he's about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's right about when she fucking slices her whole face off and all that oh, shit. Man. Oh, man. And I'm like, God. hey, bud. He goes, Yeah. Wasn't a yeah, yeah, dad, whatever. And he goes, I go, are you, you want me to turn this off? He goes, could you? <laughs> like, you don't want to watch this anymore, dude? He goes, no. I said, he kind of scared. He goes, yeah. I'm like, okay, sure. So he doesn't want to watch scary movies anymore now. He told me that. So Smile turned him away from scary oh, movies. Oh, wow. Um, I really liked everything in Smile. Yeah. Um. The fucking 
the suspense, the 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 jump scares were fucking intense. Um, here's what I didn't like. Okay. I got really pissed off at the end. Yeah. The monster, the 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 yeah the the weird tall woman at the end was pretty was looked kind of fake looking was fucking stupid yeah and i felt like they were trying to find a way to like uh <coughs> like make a figure out of like what's been what's been taunting her yes when it's you kind of, eat it's it kind of like it's kind of like the weird dark mall demon in insidious Okay. Even in that, where I was just like, "Why do you got to put a face on it?" You don't need it. Yeah. I would have mu- I would have been so much happier just leaving it to my imagination. Yeah. But they insisted on putting this weird, tall, gangly piece of shit. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, that's not what I thought at all." Yeah. I didn't. I didn't like that, but I was also it. It wasn't like a. It didn't it was, ruin the movie. Yeah, it was it was so short that it didn't completely take me out of it. Correct. And it was also I also like thought it was real fucked up when like she swallowed her at the end too. That was that crazy. Was, that was a pretty cool part. That was cool. <laughs> but everything before that, I was just like, this is dumb. Yeah. Uh like once like she sees her mom and it's like, oh well, this is it. Okay. Um. So that one I'm kind of wishy washy on. Yeah. Very good. Stupid shitty part towards like the last like quarter of it. Cool at the end though. Yeah. And then like I was kind of okay with the ending because I was like, oh fuck yeah. I'm okay with a non happy ending. The ending ending is hella fuck. Yeah. God. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um. Also watched Barbarian. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna get you fired up here, Bucky. Uh oh. All right. Did Barbarian. It get, did it get too? Did it get too uh, hyped for you? No. Okay. No. Um. Really took me on a fucking turn. Oh yeah. And I don't want to ruin it because it's one of those movies where if you say it, it's yeah. fucked, right? JT, have you seen Barbarian yet? No. Uh, Dude. Based on what? Based oh. on what I've heard you talk about, and based on what I heard the Huawei podcast talk about, I'm very excited to watch this with no idea going in. For sure. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what you need to do. Yes. So I, 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 yeah, If you have HBO Max, it's on HBO Max. It's worth your watch, JT. I, I'm not. I'm going to give my review not fucking saying much, okay? Um, if you, and this is what I'm going to try to piss off Bucky, if you have a problem with M. Night Shyamalan, but you love Barbarian, you're a hypocrite. <laughs> because this is classic M. Night Shyamalan, in my opinion. I love M. Night Shyamalan. Oh my god, I love you! <laughs> I knew I loved you from the moment I laid eyes on you. I had nothing to do with your gutters. So, uh, I, I, I thought Barbarian was really good. Yeah. I really want to get... Shaw on the pod in two weeks. Oh. To get her review of Barbarian. Oh. Because she was fucking hot about it. She didn't like it? I'm gonna let her tell you. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> so in two weeks, I'm giving away our guest in two weeks. In two weeks, we're gonna have Chaw on, and I want you to talk about Barbarian with Chaw. Okay. But I'm gonna tell you, I liked it. Really good. Yeah. The swerve. Wow. Yeah. Weird as fuck as it goes on. 
Yeah. But if you're going to say you don't like M. Night Shyamalan shit, but you like this, I have questions. See, the only thing that I have against M. Night Shyamalan is he can't write characters for shit. And you think this movie did? Yeah. I had I I I was sold way more on the couple in the beginning than I was any and then I am anyone in an M Night Shyamalan. Okay, movie. okay. Okay, the couple in the yes. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Okay. So, yeah. So, that's the one thing I have with M. Night Shyamalan is he can't write dialogue or characters for shit. Sure. Okay. I'm not, I don't have anything against his twists in his movie. He can yeah. have every, as many twists as he wants. Old was great. God, this. fuck me. <laughs> old sucks. Old sucks, dick. <laughs> okay. So, one last thing I watched, and I watched all eight episodes, the whole series, and I fucking loved it, and I'm so pissed that I'm going to have to wait probably a year or two before it comes out again. Yeah. On Netflix, $18.99. I've, wa- see, I've been kind of interested in seeing that. Oh, my God. Is it good? It's amazing. Oh, man. Okay. I got... I, I just thought I was home on Thanksgiving because I was sick as fuck. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to give something that I probably would never watch a chance. Yeah. And I, I quickly looked up one review, and I saw the review was good. I was like, fine, I'll watch it. I couldn't stop. Man. It was fucking good. Um, it's different. Okay. It's a way different fucking series. Um, this ship is going from fucking Europe to New York, and um, they run into a message from this supposedly lost ship for four months that's been lost for four months yeah and this message uh, just gives them coordinates of where they are and uh the captain of the ship that we're that we're following says this ship's been lost for four months we're gonna go find it and just this weird shit starts happening okay um very supernatural um but man it is really good oh man i'm i'm pumped to see it I'm, i recommend it 100 <clears throat> percent. i've been I, yeah because it's like i i saw a preview for it just as it seemed interesting to me and that got me even more intrigued and yeah so it's, sometimes it's like pulling teeth to get molly to watch like an hour hour show oh type, man. type format but i don't know maybe i'll try and talk her more I'll be more thorough and try to talk her into watching this because it sounds interesting. You should. The only thing, be careful. It's kind of like RRR. Yeah. Check your Netflix subtitles and audio. Okay. Because this ship has immigrants from all over Europe. Yeah. Going to New York. Yeah. So they speak all different languages. Oh, yeah. So make sure your audio is English (laughs) and make sure your subtitles are English. (laughs) Otherwise, you get like Portuguese, <laughs> German, <coughs> like the ship captain is speaking German yeah. to people that he works with. Yeah. But then you have people that are speaking Portuguese on the ship, and it took me about ten minutes, and I was like, "Fuck, my audio's off." <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been into. Good shit. Right on. Well, Fuck, uh, yeah, how about you? I finally, finally watched the Weird Al movie. Ooh, and. I loved it. Nice. I loved it. Not only is 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 it like a like a music one of those music biography type movies, but because it's so cheap looking, it's like a lifetime music biography type movie that they're parodying. 
It is so fucking funny. Nice. Daniel Radcliffe is amazing in it. Like he gets he got so jacked to play Weird Al Yankovic. Like I love it. <laughs> and like they it it's so absurd too. There's like a legit like a good fifteen to twenty minute section of the movie where he goes to fucking South America to have a gun battle with uh, Pablo Escobar. Jesus! <laughs> the fuck? It is so good. Like, th- there's a whole segment where he's dating Madonna. There's like a big uh, house party that he goes to where Wolfman Jack fucking uh, challenges him to like a sing-off. Nice. <laughs> like, it is so. And what's that on? Fucking good. It's on Roku. It's on Roku. Do you, have, okay. do you have a Roku at all? I do upstairs in my bedroom. Okay, so you have to go. You go to the Roku channel, and it's it's on there. Okay, it is so fucking good. And uh, granted, there's there's commercials and stuff that you had to sit through, which kind of sucked. But beyond that, okay, I'll check. God, that out. it is so fucking well done. I loved it. It is hilarious. Like it's, it's. I, I think I still like Walk Hard more, but this is up there. Oh, like, this okay. is about as close as, it, as it'll lines? ever get with Walk Hard for me. Nice. Like, they, they make up that he... that He was like, I need to start coming with original songs. And he comes up with Eat It. So he says that he invented the, the tune for Eat It, and then Michael Jackson ripped him off. Nice. <laughs> it's so fucking good. I dude, I fucking love that movie. Sweet, but yeah, beyond that, uh, I just watched that, and uh, me and Molly got back into Ink Master. I think we're on the tenth season right now, tenth or eleventh season. That's a fun show. Yeah, it's God. Those people rip each other apart so much. Oh yeah, they fucking they're so petty. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's really all I've been into. But all right. God, now I'm fascinated. I want to talk to Eric and see if he can change his pick to Barbarian, and we just do that in two weeks. Ooh, okay. Because he has some picks that he wants us to do, and I don't think one will be out in time, and the other one I wouldn't mind doing, but with Rita coming on and being somewhat about. Barbarian. Oh, she would. Oh, and uh, you should. And I think two weeks would be enough for people to see it, and we can go full spoiler talk about it. Check with her first. Check with her first. Okay. She's very opinionated about it. Okay. Yes. So I'll, I'll. I'm. I'll. I'll talk Maybe to, to the point where she doesn't want to talk about it on air. So check with her first. Okay. Yeah. I'll talk. I'll talk with her, and then I'll talk to Eric too, and see if he wouldn't mind changing his pick, but. Yeah, beyond that, that's all I've been into. Uh, so, uh, so JT, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. And if anyone stuck around finally to the end of this, because I know we didn't say it, but just like Troy used to say, maybe this was the greatest show that we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's because a good possibility. We've gone, we've gone for a while. I don't know how bad this audio is. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this in my car tomorrow, and I hope I'm not shitting on myself. <laughs> but I hope everyone took a good journey with us tonight and enjoyed uh, what we did for Fan Appreciation Month. Because even if it's only once a year, goddamn, do I look to that one time a year where I can be a part of this podcast? Fantastic. Well, JT, we well, love having count you. Count you in on Rumble too, though, man. There you go. 
You're spoiling me. Gotta do a special Rumble show. <laughs> so, uh, so JT, if anyone wants to reach you, where can they find you? Uh, I'm usually all over social media. Uh, you can search. I would say you could search the gutter slaughter, but I don't know what that's going to bring up. I'm going to search it right now. Oh, uh, no. You, If you want to find me anywhere online uh, to see what's going on with uh, my life towards someday being a father or a pro wrestler or just as a person, you can just type in the words JT Energy or DJ Click and Play on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pro Wrestling Tees, YouTube, TikTok. Whatever you want to find me on, I'm there. I like to interact. And if anything, don't worry about following me. Join the Patreon so that way you can hear more talk about wrestling in the future, especially WCW from the 2000s. Oof. Oh, God. It's it's not good. <laughs> but, uh... Hot take! Hey! You can find me on everything... In fact, right now on Bumble, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Asian Friend Finder, FarmersOnly.com, anything you want at Coach Havens. I will hit you up. Hit me up at Coach Havens on all those. Bucky! Ooh, you can find me at Bucky for everyone on Twitter. You can find all of us at Review Review Pod on Twitter. There you can vote in the last First round match of the Tournament of Random Movies. It is Coraline versus Pee-Wee's Big Adventure. God. Be sure to get your vote in for that. And make sure to keep an eye out for how me and Cole are going to vote for the Give Me a Quarter, I Love Quarter finals next week. You and I. Yes. We're going to rip each other apart. That's right. I'm going to fucking kill you. You can find all of our shows... Wherever you listen to shows, you found this one, so congratulations. Also, you can find us on the Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast, where you can get all of our pre-shows, you can get all of our Why To Kill Me. We're going to start that back up starting next year with uh, some fresh episodes. We're banking them. We're going to bank. We're banking them real hard. Um, yeah, you can also email us at reviewreviewpod at gmail.com. Much like our uh, former host, Troy to the Max, did. And, of course, uh, old Rita down the street. Uh, before Troy became before, you know, yeah, rid exactly, of cancer. Exactly. Uh, so there you have it. That's our show, Prestige. JT, thanks again for joining us. It's Thank been am- you. It's been amazing. Thank you so much for having me. And, and, I, just, and uh, I just thought about this. Go ahead. Throw it in. That's right. You're going to listen for ten more seconds, you listener. Oh, you bastard. The male scream, like months ago, you said, if anyone can think of a good scream to replace the Tom Cruise from The Mummy male scream, the other day, I was just watching the original Jurassic Park, and when the little blonde girl turns around, (laughs) sees the T-Rex come back to her, she lets out a very iconic scream before Dr. Grant covers her mouth and says, don't move. So... That's Ooh, my. That's, that's pretty good. That'd be a good one. That's my scream that I'm nominating for a possible replacement. I'm gonna look into that. That might be that might be our new male scream next next year. I'll look into it. 2023, change the scream. Change the scream. Hashtag change the scream. But guys, <laughs> next week <coughs> we're starting what we missed in 20. 20- 
22. Oh. And we can thank Jer Bear for this. Jerry Bear gave us a pick. Jerry Bear, you give me some Buffalo Wild Wings, my man. Jer- yeah, we need some we need some B-dubs up in here. But Jerry Bear brought this up. I'm obliged to follow him up on it. From this year, we're going to be covering DC League of Super Pets next week. Oh, fucking right. That's right. We're going to be talking to <laughs> the one of two DC movies that The Rock stars in. <laughs> I love it. So DC League of Super Pets next week. I bet Troy's pissed he's not here. Troy's going to be super pissed that he's not. I bet Troy's going to write in and have very thorough <laughs> have very thorough insights on DC League of Super Pets. I want his children's review. Yeah. JT, you looking forward to DC League of Super Pets? Uh, somebody's going to have to tell me that it's an A-plus for me to dig my dig oh, my shit. that one. Okay. Well, we'll see. It might be. You have to, you'll have to wait on bated breath for next week when we see it. So there you go, All DC. Right. There you go, DC League <laughs> Super Pets. That was awkward. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> DC League <laughs> Super Pets next week, guys. But until then... I am JT3K. I am Coach Havens. And JT... I oh, go ahead. I gutter slutter telling you to go listen to WWE The Music Volume 5. No! No! By The Rock. So we can hear The Rock's amazing Chinese no. accent. God damn it. Well, <laughs> if he doesn't get canceled, we'll do DC League of Super Pets next week. But until then, we're off. <laughs>